Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes every single Monday at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming and podcast services around the entire planet Earth. Oh my gosh, everybody, every everywhere you get internet, you could probably download this. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening, for hitting the like button on the YouTube thing, and for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your friends, for telling your kids. Well, uh, Maybe don't tell your kids. Maybe uh, maybe just keep this one to yourself. Uh, goodness gracious. I'm so glad you guys are here. Uh, great episode coming right at you with my good friend Kevin Ainsworth from Project X Talk. But if uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, because guys, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I get to have sweet hangs with a stranger or a longtime friend from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's pretty easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. I've got my coffee here. I've also I'm treating myself. I'm doing the du- I'm I'm doing the double fisting, you guys. I've got the double the 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 diet coke and the coffee. Most of them are done. I had a good session of playing some tennis and some badminton and some bowling with my kids with Nintendo or uh, better known as Wii Sports for the Switch. And life is good. I'm feeling pretty great. I hope you guys are amazing. There's lots to talk about, but we've got a really good. Kind of, um, hmm, is this quintessential We The Gamer cast this episode? I think it might be, you guys. We we talk about, we actually talk about video games, and like it's a good balance. A good balance, man. We kind of go places here. Um, and and with that in, in mind, I, I have to apologize. Maybe a little bit. Do I have to apologize? Maybe I'll leave the apology to the end. You guys will see what I'm going to apologize afterwards. But um, man, there's so much going on here. I'm getting pumped up about the uh, the Backtrackers, our video game book club that you guys should join. It's free to join in the Discord. There's a channel all for it because everybody's playing Bug Snacks right now and going to be meeting up on May 21st at 11 a.m. So you guys don't want to miss that. Of course, Bug Snacks just released on everything. It's on Game Pass. It was on PlayStation Plus back when that was a, a thing. Gosh, that was a damn year and a half ago. Goodness gracious. Holy crap. I have a collection. Actually, it's behind me here for everybody watching on the video. I've got a collection of wristbands that I got from the gym this week. I went five days this week. I feel awesome. And it's just or I'm just getting started, you guys. I've got the whole routine worked out. I can actually I believe in myself that I can wake up at an early hour getting to the gym. And one of the coolest things is there's a bunch of you who are reaching out. You're also getting to the gym. And there's a whole like let's get fit channel in the discord as well. We're encouraging one another. We're messaging each other early in the morning. So like we're holding each other accountable. And my goodness gracious, just watch the transformation is going to happen. And whether or not there's a transformation, who cares? Because it feels awesome to be there. And I get to go to the hot tub first thing in the morning. Life is good, man. Holy cow. There's so much good stuff to talk about as well. The other thing that's going to happen and June is going to be nuts. We're, we're already halfway through May and June is shaping up to be um, a bit of a banger. Mr. Bad, but it's going to be going to be pretty crazy. Uh, I will be going to Toronto on June 11th and 12th and going to be watching the Xbox Plus Bethesda E3 thing. Uh, we're going to be at FanFest that weekend. So on Sunday, we're going to be watching the thing, but I land at 2.40 p.m. in the Toronto area on the Saturday. So if you guys are around, hit me up. We should we should have some sweet hangs in person. Real life IRL sweet hangs. Because it's going to be great. We're going to have find a place to play games and hang out that night. And then who knows? Who knows what could happen? I'm going to be talking about this for the next couple of weeks so that we can all we can all make plans. Speaking of plans, you should plan on joining us at YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming on May 23rd. We're going to have a whole bunch of content. I had a list here of what the heck that content was going to be. Um, but I... <laughs> can't find it oh no i had it right here i had it all ready where the heck this this discord is is too much okay we're gonna do the geek outs we're gonna do the whole because you guys pushed it 
push to us at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. We're going to do uh, a Scott Pilgrim kind of kind of a book, like a comic book book club kind of deal. Me and Ryan, about an hour and a half of that. We'll do an Xbox Drive E3 predictions episode. We're going to do a Game of the Year watch episode. Thanks to you guys pushing us to Patreon. We're going to do a PlayStation Drive with E3 predictions and console wars that day as well youtube.com slash carpool gaming start time still in flux but early in the morning it's not probably 9 9 30 eastern standard time which is seven o'clock for me and uh you know what we're just gonna go for it we feel like you guys like this youtube business and we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing it damn it goodness gracious but man you guys are you guys are just crushing it at patreon and making us feel like anything is possible uh, but speaking of Patreon, I want to thank the nearly 90 patrons. We're all, we dropped down a little bit, but that's okay. We're nearly 90 patrons over there crushing the goals. Um, and I want to say a special thank you to our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels. And I would love it if you guys helped them uh, out at youtube.com slash quest for pixels. Dallas Ford, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, of course, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You should download his album In My Element on Spotify and Apple Music. Drew Agnew, the handsome host of the House of Mario podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Skinny Matt, who is hosting Carpool Gaming Community Nights. So follow him at twitch.tv slash skinny Matt. And of course, all the links for all of our ultimate producers are in the show notes. They support us to a tremendous degree. Please support them like they support us because um, beautiful things happen. Our platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, mostly Martinez, Becky Rubin Navarro, Bobby Robbie, Bobby Robbie, Robbie Bobby Miller, and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom Danks, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And a special thank you to a secret new person who's joined the Patreon. You guys will actually find out by the end of the episode what happened, because I may or may not have had my email notifications on while talking to Kevin. Oh my goodness gracious. I think that's it. I think that's all I wanted to talk to you guys about. Backtrackers is happening. You guys should be there. Uh, went to the gym. That's all happening. Uh, the the Xbox showcase, and goodness gracious, we're going to have lots to talk about on the Xbox Drive this week. What a mess in, in Xbox land. We're going to have tons. Oh, oh, quick shout out to the Nintendo Drive. We're going to do our E3 predictions and and quotes for E3, of course. Like E3 obviously isn't happening, but you can't stop us. We're going to be doing predictions. Justin Masson came on last year and crushed it with me and Kato. So guess what? We're doing it again uh, lunchtime. <laughs> We're not going to do an early morning on Tuesday of this week. So stop by the YouTube channel. Everything's in the Discord. Uh, 12 o'clock. What is it? 12 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll be live. 1 o'clock Kato time. 2 o'clock Ryan Turfer time. So that's it. I think that's all I wanted to tell you. Other than to say that Kevin Ainsworth is my guest. He's the host of Project X Talk. You probably have seen him around the Discord and on the Twitter. He is the Muffin Mon with a one instead of an I and an O instead of an A. And goodness gracious, Kevin, like what have we talked? We didn't even get a chance to talk about that, but we talked about a gazillion other things. Um, I will give maybe maybe a trigger one. There's a, there's a there's a section that we get pretty heavy into mental health. We do talk about suicide, so I just want to give you the heads up. If that's something that uh, you might want to skip past or just maybe not not be in for at all. But I just wanted to give you a heads up because we we go all over the place. We talk about some of our favorite games and we talk about dealing with some heavy stuff. So I hope you enjoy. That's why I love doing the show because you never know what's going to happen. I wasn't sure where, where we were going to go, but Kevin is a good friend. I happened to be on Project X Talk last week. So if you missed it, go check it out. So why don't we get right on into it? Here is my good friend and yours, Kevin Ainsworth. <laughs> 
always wondered like how long other people spend like doing their podcast stuff because i'm like just for one show i do like hours of work like really yeah it's like i have to look up all the stories and like oh yeah I don't know, do, do you guys like how much how many notes do you guys take during your like shows like how is the xbox drive document like huge or is it like three <laughs> three lines no this is uh well again neither it's it's not nothing but it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like pages long but i think like one of the big things was like we just wanted to um we want to keep the show not too long mm-hmm. so that kind of like has over over time i mean we've been doing it for a long time for a while there we would just like load it up with like story after story after story and then we'd try to race through it all and it never really felt or mm-hmm. i don't think it sounded very good so at a certain point uh ryan and i have kind of just like okay that's enough like you see it on the page and you're like well that's we're not going to get to anything more so mm-hmm. um and then kato and i were just like realizing like we're not <laughs> nintendo analysts at all and not that that took long to realize but we're just like uh, we'll do a story and then we'll just chat basically yeah, no, it's it's so interesting because like when we started, I would have like everyone send me stories for the week so I can write up like the notes and like what we're going to talk about. And we'd have shows with like eight, ten stories mm-hmm. and they were all like half the time they were like little things. I'm like, do we really need to talk about this? Right. Like, is this something that people actually care to hear about? So like, yeah we had a meeting a few months ago and I was like, we're cutting down the number. So we're going to do the big topics. Like, yeah, like four topics, a, a show at like most. That's all. Yeah, Cause what did we do? Like three, three stories was it last so, week? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was three. We had, I think we had three this week too. So it's yeah. like, but they're like meteor stories. I'd rather have mm-hmm. like a, a big discussion about actual news stories instead of like, the the ui got an update did you guys know it's in 4k now like who cares like i I like it i like but you're right like what are you gonna actually say about it and i think that that comes with just like the time of doing whatever show you're doing if you're creating content i i think that that's great because everybody will find something different right and even just like i said with the xbox drive and play i'm doing it with different people those two shows the nintendo Mm -hmm. drive and xbox drive so even just right there it's like it it's the you don't have to follow any rules that's the best part about all this stuff you get to like make it up it doesn't matter you know once you realize you you're doing it for you know i guess you're kind of doing it for yourself really mm-hmm. but i you're i feel like you're way ahead on that because like it, i feel like that took me a really long time to come to that confidence and security in myself that i'm just like i'm just gonna do whatever show feels good for me i guess yeah i, I mean We've had shows, We I think our longest is like three hours, not counting like a live react to the Game Awards, which I was like the most miserable four hours of my life. Oh, no, like, really? Uh, it was like last year where it was just ad after ad. And I'm like, why are we live reacting? It's just people mm-hmm. looking at me like not wanting <laughs> to be here right now. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've had shows like three hours, two hours, and then like that was when we had too many topics or we were just like trying to make length just for length right. sake. Yeah. And I'm just like, now if we have, if we get to an hour, I'm like, great. That was a great show. I, yeah. We, we had a great discussion. That's all I'm looking for. I don't care if it's an hour. I don't care if it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, especially on the Xbox drive is one where for the most part, I think we wrap and we've just kind of gotten into a rhythm now where, 
even if we have too many stories, we kind of get a sense of where we're at in the show. And at a, at a certain point, we start to like close things up. But there is every once in a while where either I or Ryan wants to kind of like hang on something for a little longer than than usual. And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen all the time. But every once in a while, it's like, oh, this would be nice to just expand and explore a little bit. Um, but but we're basically like. We are, what is it? We've, we we mostly have hard outs because just of the way that like the timing of when we're at, when we actually schedule these things mm-hmm. and the history of that is even when I was actually doing it in the car in the original days, it was me going to work. So yeah. I had to actually go into work and, and start my day. Um, and then over the years and I had kids and I had to be like, then we were recording it on my way home and I had to be a dad and be, mm-hmm. be home when I, when I was here. And now it's we record at lunchtime. So, again, it's kind of just like the constraints are there just for the balance of the rest of of life. And so a lot of people ask me, like, how I how I do it all. Like, that's kind of that's at the crux of it. Like, that's really at the core of it is setting those limits. Yeah, it's so well, first of all, whenever I watch the show, I never feel like you guys hang on something too long. Like, I'm always like, that's not noticeable to me. So if you're doing that, it's not noticeable to the audience. Uh, Oh, I just mean that like, I like, uh, for for most of the time, we kind of have almost like an internal clock where we go, we're we're good, we've said enough. And then every once in a while, like, it'll, Mm. it'll, something will spark and and it's usually like my adhd brain or just like oh i also have like this thing to say oh this reminds me like something else like almost completely unrelated Mm -hmm. but i'll somehow make the connection and um you can always tell like ryan ryan will be like ready to move on as he should and that's what i i've specifically like asked him to focus on like it's i said like it's you it's he i used to drive the car he would drive the show and I would specifically say, like, you need to make sure that, like, we're ending on time kind of thing, because that was because of everything I just said. So, yeah, yeah. every every now and then I'll, I'll stress him out, I think, because I'm like, I want to talk about this other thing. And <laughs> we need to move I, on. Yeah, I remember the Nintendo Drive. I think it might have been this week where you were like, I got one minute till I have a meeting. And Kato's like, I literally do. Uh, we got to get through. I'm like, OK, so he does do these like in between actual like work and life and like living it's like unlike me where i'm like 5 p.m show up or like you're you're not on the show this week well that's the danger of this show is now we're you know we're starting friday evening it's like i got no obligations really so it's when do when do when do we need to go to bed you know what i mean like that's Mm kind of the and i feel like this is the right show for it yeah absolutely because i i personally love the longer like discussions you've been having especially lately some of these discussions you've been getting into have been uh very deep and emotional and like hitting hard and i'm sitting here i'm like i gotta take i gotta listen to this in like increments (laughs) for my for my own well-being right yeah it can be this show is like because there's really no prep right Mm -hmm. so there's that part but yeah sometimes it can be it that's the trade-off sometimes it can be a little little heavier sometimes and every now and once in a while I'll be like what are your five favorite games of all time kind of thing like i haven't had one of those conversations in a little bit so what did you when you i'm curious because i feel like we've known each other for a little while now and i, I feel mm-hmm. like i can ask you something like when you what like you've we've scheduled this for a couple weeks now 
what are you thinking like before you come on to a show like this? Like, where's your mindset at? We go so, super meta here. <laughs> no, no. So the first time I was on, I was like, what are we actually going to talk about? <laughs> like what? Cause like, send I, me I, the I, topics. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Cause every other show is like, here's the topic list. I'm yeah, like, man. great. That's what, like, this is the first one where it's kind of just uh, unscheduled chat, like a no whole bar. You talk whatever yeah, you want to talk. So, this time, like today, I was just like, I'm just going to go hang out with Sean. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go chat. Like, whatever comes up, comes up. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not a super, like, stressful thing. So, yeah. well, good. Yeah. I mean, but top five games, though. You got Mass Effect 2 in there, right? <laughs> uh, of course. Obviously. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I remember uh, going on Iron Lords, and uh, that's. Are you saying big... me or you? Like, are you guessing my favorite top five? Yeah, five I was. Games well, or... I was asking. Yeah, you got it in there, right? Like, uh, I've you're... got it in there. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, are you on the are you on the Mass Effect One or Mass Effect Two train? Because I know that's a big con- yeah. contention. Yeah, this is what video. This is what nerds fight about. Like, forget whatever else is happening in government and politics and whatever mm-hmm. else. It's like, are you Mass Effect One or are you Mass Effect Two? Are you, dude? This is the, this is. This is what I want to be doing with this next Patreon goal thing. I want to have these battles. The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. Mass Effect 1 versus 2. I want to do um, <laughs> Forbidden West, like Horizon Forbidden Outriders. West versus Outriders. I want to do this one, man. Yeah. It's, it's so, I think it's a great idea. And I, as I've said, I'm Team Outriders. Uh, yes! I'm not a, yes, dude. I'm yes. Not, a, not a Horizon guy. I just, I'm... If or just Xbox, it, what can it. you say? No, if you love it, you love it. But like I played the first one and I was like, I didn't really like this game. It's it's not for me. Uh, yeah, man. But Outriders, my character got deleted for two weeks. Son and, of a gun, really. And I was st- I'm still like, this game's great. Like I just made a new character. I was like, I got to keep <laughs> playing. I got to get that loot. Yeah, honestly, and I'm kind of in this, um, I don't know, I I tend to do this at about this time of year. It's right after, well, in this case, maybe a few months after the the big holiday rush. I feel like we got like a second kind of boost. And then I just go like, nuts to that. I can't play whatever's new. So Rise of the Tomb Raider is where I'm at. And I mean, it's in this mode where I could literally go to something like Outriders, which came out, I think, about this time last year. Mm-hmm. And I would just play that again, man, or whatever the DLCs come out this summer. Like, that sounds awesome to me, dude. Sounds great. Uh, there's a big lull in games right now uh, for mm-hmm. me personally. Like, everyone else is talking about, like, oh, there's <laughs> so many. You play everything. <laughs> Listen, I've only, I keep, so I keep track of all the games I play on my phone every year. How do year. you keep track? What do you, what do you I use? I literally just go to, I just have a notes. Like okay. section and i literally just list out oh, i smart. am on my 44th game this year this year it is may 13th as we record this you got 44 games like completed uh so i'm working on uh not all of these completed i dropped off a few of these um so like, like 41 for yeah it's it's it, it's probably closer to 40 40 ish oh completed yeah wow uh, last year was i got a list it was seventy-seven. You are way ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm I think I'm gonna beat my my pace last year for for these games. And like, you're not beating like Telltale games or things like that. Nah. You know, it's not like it. You know, what my friend in Mayo or whatever. What was that one? Oh yeah, yeah, my friend Mayo. Um, yeah, like you're beating like meaty games. Like you, you finished Triangle Strategy mm-hmm. and a bunch of all these other. Like, oh my gosh, man, you're you're a beast. Yeah, I'm doing that Ayudin Chronicle game right now. That Are you really? I, yeah, yeah. I'm like nine hours in or something. Got a yeah. hundred 
six stamps or whatever and i'm just like 50 more to go oh my gosh i love like yeah hearing you and ryan and, and garrett like i love that we have an art we i love that we have a show called the rpg cave like i just love Same. that there's like a dedicated show and community building around like role-playing games like i remember when ryan came to me with that idea it's like that's such it's so good because number one it's not like ryan's chasing anything mm -hmm. like it's not like he's i see a, an opportunity so let's go after that it's like that's just in ryan's heart like it's just what that's just so him and so i love that for him first of all uh and then obviously garrett you know um so that's perfect for them to pair up and then you guys just i don't even know what the hell you're talking about half the time like i, I can't keep thinking <laughs> you guys how many like big rpgs do you think you carve out in a year um i don't know like mm, probably 10 maybe if we're, yeah. If we're yeah probably 10, 10 I mean, I've done a, in a yeah. year yeah i know i think the biggest one i've done this year was monarch which I know uh, Ryan and them played over on the RPG cave. Yeah, they didn't like they, it. They didn't like it, but I loved it and I platinumed it after wow. 60, 65 hours. So I think that's the longest game I've played this year. Yeah. What's your, okay. So like walk me through like your week. Like, how are you, how are you crushing through all this stuff? Cause it's not like, like you do other things. Mm -hmm. Like you, like people ask me, like I, I'm asking you, how do you balance it all, dude? It's, well, it's easy for what I don't I don't have kids that sure. Right. I've, I've accepted that if I ever have children, like my game time, my completion rate is probably going to take a hit. Like, yeah, it's just, that's what's going to happen. But right now I have a five minute commute to work. OK, so I, that helps. I live. Yeah, I always live within 15 minutes of where I work at every mm -hmm. job. I've always done that. So I have a very short Do you move. Commute. Like, is that the case? Yeah. Or you yeah, yeah, I move. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, if you're just renting, you're in an apartment or whatever, yep. condo or something. Yeah. 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 So I, I literally moved down here last year when I got my new job five yeah. minutes away. Um, I wake up at 530 a.m. I go mm -hmm. to the gym. Uh, but I'm in there till about 730. Come home, eat breakfast, shower. Then I got like an hour to relax. So like I'll either watch uh, watch Halo. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm suffering through that. Um, I, I just heard this week's episode, man. I just don't know if I can sign up for this. I literally, I was, uh, I was, I'll get back to my schedule, but I was, I tweeted during one, the first 20 minutes. I'm like, what am I watching? Why yeah. am I, why am I doing this? So I like, and Cortana's watching. Uh, it was super awkward, man. What super the awkward. heck? Man? I just don't know about, this. I don't know. I don't know who greenlit that, but uh, so I'll, I'll hang out for an hour. I'll go to work at nine. And then I have a job where I work, um, 37 and a half hours a week, yep. so full-time salary. So I, can come home at 4 30 and then i have literally 4 30 until 11 uh 10 30 whenever i decide to go to bed to yeah. do whatever i want which usually involves soccer um because i i do play soccer and then uh, i'll play games make content for the channel um but that's really where i fit it all in because the weekends right now are reserved for girlfriend time so yeah. fr friday saturday sunday is not like I don't get gaming done really sure. on, on those on the weekends, which is like the opposite of most people. I think that's yeah. kind of like their prime time. That's their gaming time. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way actually where my weekend time. Yeah. Not a whole, not a whole lot of gaming on the weekends. Um, but like, I think part of it that, that like, and that's a pretty, I think that's pretty standard kind of schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but like part of the things that part of the thing that impresses me though, is kind of like a, like a stamina with the games. 
you know, because it's like if you have the time, that's one thing. But being able to like stay focused and not, I don't know, go on your phone. Like there's so many distractions. There's so many other things that we could be doing with our time. But it's like, I don't know, like you seem still to still have like a gravity towards the games that, yeah, you're not you, the focus, I think, is really the piece that kind of is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I think I, I kind of just like I don't know I gave up watching TV really like that yeah. isn't uh something like a medium for me I'll watch the Marvel shows because I'm I'm big into the Mar- MCU and all that but mm-hmm. other than that like I don't really care what like the latest Netflix show that's blowing up yeah. is I'd rather get my storytelling through video games so I'm always just like what's what's the next game I can play what's mm-hmm. what's the next story I can experience in here as opposed to sitting on my couch what about budget how do you budget this stuff well game pass helps a lot for sure yeah but um i mean i don't have like i'm not super wealthy but like compared to where i was last year so like for the last before last april i was making like thirty nine thousand a year at mm-hmm. a crappy job i was stuck there for like six years yeah. and now i am lucky enough to work in a position that um has given me some disposable income like mm-hmm. uh increase my salary enough so i don't really worry about that anymore um yeah. i do i'm not it's not over i'm not over here like i'm gonna drop 60 dollars here <laughs> and 60 dollars here just like, careless yeah let me buy it as expensive as you can and get me the stupid edition while you're at it yeah no i don't that's that's not me i'm i'm game pass i'm ps plus games gonna yeah. play things that are on sale like that chorus game i'm sitting here i'm like do i want to play this because it's good on game. sale for 20 is it a good game i don't yeah, it's know it's pretty cool yeah it's Ugh. pretty cool i like it yeah mm. so that's yeah i mean i just I what's just the what was your it. last job what was the not like what oh. were you what were you doing for six years uh i worked in a hospital um mm-hmm. we we worked in what was called the patient experience department um i don't know if Canada uh, Canadian hospitals have such a department um what does that mean we probably might but what yeah what is essentially what is that it's about? um complaints <laughs> so when people are <laughs> unhappy yeah with sure. the level of care that family members are getting or they're getting they would call me and yell at me about oh, it oh what you did that for six years yeah um and so like I have a master's degree in psychology and I worked in I worked in a psych ward for a year. Yeah. And I was like I worked working overnights. It was awful. Like it was not productive for my like health and well be mental health and, and physical because psych patients tend to to get violence. So like my yeah. first day I got elbowed in the nose. Get out. Like, yeah, yeah. So like and people like threaten to kill you and it's it, it, it gets like wild in 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 mental health units so i transitioned to like a better paying less like dangerous job during the day but it was still taking complaints yeah um, and that wears on you after a while like going in <laughs> eight hours years. a day yeah eight oh hours a day gosh. for for six years and just hearing people call you and complain um and were were some of their complaints valid? Yes. Yeah. But a lot of them weren't. A lot yeah. of them were just like their perception, which I will say the one thing I've taken out of that job is that you ha- you should try to put yourself like, what are they looking at right now? Like, sure. what is their view? Because they're looking at it this way, even though reality might be different. 
Yeah. They don't know that. So you have to try to meet them somewhere in the middle. And yeah. I've kind of tried to take that everywhere into life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I credit that to, I had a wonderful boss. We're, we're still in touch. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, it, it weighed on, weighed on me. So I, I left that and now I'm in a much uh, better job where people don't call and threaten to uh, blow up the hospital if I tell them they're not getting their uh, medication. That actually happened? Yes. Somebody threatened to blow up the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, it's like for for things I've heard working at hospital, like working at the hospital, and we're not like a giant hospital. We were like a small community hospital. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. Like people called you and said outrageous stuff when they were angry. Like oh they're not. My God. They're they're not thinking like, hey, this is a threat. Like this is going to get me in trouble. They're just thinking like, I'm angry. I want something. Or you like my loved one isn't getting the care I think they deserve. So I'm Mm -hmm. going to threaten people. That is, that's actually too much to like, and like, were you like, even in the moment where you as the kind of cavalier and carefree about it then as you are now, or have you just had time to like separate yourself from that? Cause it, that, that sounds like a huge deal. And you're like, I mean, whatever, they were just going to maybe blow something up, but they probably weren't. No, they, they definitely weren't. But like in the moment, it's kind of a scary thing when someone mm-hmm. like says like, oh, I'm going to shoot up the hospital or something like that. Like you tell security, they get the police involved, like they'll go do their their legal checks that they have to do because people sure. have made that. But it, it's in the moment. It is scary. Like, yes. like, what if they actually do this? Like you have no real protection. Like it's a hospital. People are coming mm-hmm. and going all the time. I don't know who's on the other end of this line. Yeah, it's it's a, it was a scary thing. But like looking back now, I can like kind of laugh about it. Like people are like really silly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a we had an I, I, when I went before before times um, before COVID, we I would work actually at the hospital that I fundraise for. And we were kind of like in the middle, like it, it was like the, the inner city of the hospital itself. Like just mm-hmm. and we saw the some of the some of the uh, most eclectic kind of people. And one time a guy wanders on in and he's kind of acting a little bit weird. And you tell like he's kind of on something. He's a he's a bit affected. And I can't remember exactly how it came up. But at, at one point, we're just trying to like we're hitting the secret alarm button to get the people to come help us, like get security and everything to mm-hmm. come because there's something up with this guy making everybody feel super uncomfortable. And at some point, um, we're just trying to get him distracted and get him out, out of the way. And I think I said something to him like, oh, it's a pretty nice day outside. Like we should let, let's go hang out outside. And he goes, yeah, it is a good day to die. And I'm like. Is this it? Is this how it goes down? It's like, I remember thinking like this guy literally could just he seemed like the type. And so very, very shortly, the the security and cops come on in and they they talk to him. They get they take care of the situation. Nothing ever ended up happening. Mm-hmm. But we came to learn that, like, yeah, dude was on a list and absolutely was armed in our office Ooh. with it. Like it really could have been pretty bad. And I don't know. It was I, I feel like even as I retell the story probably should have been more shaken up than I really was. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I I guess I really wasn't. But I've, I've definitely heard stories of people getting assaulted or whatever. Like you mentioned, you got elbowed in the nose and that like r- that can ruin you. That's like a really traumatic experience, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you did it just never like weigh on you like the the danger that you were in? Maybe <laughs> like, well, the, I wouldn't say the danger probably didn't weigh on me. I, there yeah. were there were days where I like. 
I think I only ever blew up on someone once and yeah. it was like they were I don't I don't remember the exact situation but like it took like I could take a lot of abuse at this job like I yeah. was I had heard I had been conditioned like I dealt with mental health patients like you can say whatever you want to me and like I, I just I was getting through it and I was trying to be nice and like cordial and like help you yeah that's what I'm there for but like there was one person I blew up on so much that like my boss came in like transfer them to me i'm gonna we're gonna end the phone call like go take a walk calm down like it was just one of those things like you just i i don't think the danger ever really set in but there were certainly things that like oh man i I don't know how much more of this i can take because when i was going to school i specifically i was like i don't want to be a counselor I don't want right. to like, I don't want to have to listen to people's problems all day. And yeah. then that's what I did for six years anyway. No kid, <laughs> Exactly. You're like actually trying to train yourself to avoid a certain situation. You end up, well, it's kind of like uh, if you're, if you're in a car and they say like, look where you want to go, not where you actually are looking like you're about to crash into. So if you're just mm-hmm. focused on the fact that you don't want to do that, suddenly you're just on that path to crash into it unfortunately oh my gosh man so like where did the like how did are you just more naturally like that like well prepared and well um well suited to deal with those sorts of situations or was there training that you were able to go through or like where does that come from i feel like you're just kind of a naturally level headed kind of person anyways yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty calm i don't tend to like get mad like i'm definitely not um like I don't rage at video games, which is yeah. the complete. So I have a twin brother yeah. um, and I'm the complete opposite of him when it comes mm-hmm. to video. Like he will get infuriated at video games. And I've literally seen him. He was winning a FIFA game and threw his controller at the wall and told me. And when I asked him why he's winning, he says, it's not about winning. It's about sending a message. Oh, and damn. I go, I go, that doesn't make any sense. You're online. <laughs> That's wild. And so like identical twin? Yeah, yeah, I have an identical twin. So okay, so you guys must be like, I don't know. There's like studies that are done on this sort of thing all the time. Like are you do you do you wonder how that happened? Like how is he so different on that? Is that the only is that the most like dramatic difference between you two? Um probably the what like the way we handle situations is probably the most dramatic like uh yeah. and and he might listen to this so i don't i don't want to like start psychoanalyzing tell me him, tell me the like... worst things about your twin brother <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no but like he, he knows he can get a little uh angry at video sure. games like a little too much yeah. um but like I'm not that way at all. Like, I'll be like, that was frustrating. I'm going to just do it again. Like, it'll be. But aren't you supposed to be the same? Like, how is this? And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hyperbolizing how Mm -hmm. ignorant I'm coming at this. But like, you know, like, but aren't like, like, were you, was he raised like half of his life in a zoo somewhere else? Like, was he, (laughs) was he raised by huskies somewhere? Like, what's the, where does the difference come from? How does that happen? I don't, it has to be biological because we were together literally all our entire lives. Like, we have not. We grew grew up to we shared a room for the majority of our like our for 18 years on this planet. Like yeah. we literally played games next to each other, all the same systems all our lives, went to the yeah. same places, um, had similar friends. Like mm-hmm. it, I don't I don't know. I don't understand the difference. So it's I don't think it's more it has to be a, a biological nature versus nurture. Nature's winning in this one. 
Well, that's well, that's no, but that's what I'm wondering. I don't think that's the case, like because biologically you're the same, but obviously different in this case. So maybe you like caught your bus one day and he missed his bus and that just set him like maybe he had just a, a I don't know. A, I I just and I'm I'm again I'm being super ignorant about this sort of thing, but kind of purposeful a little bit. But I think it's fascinating just that there can be like biological identical people, but very different when it comes to these kind of things. And yeah, like is it? what it what experiences impact us is ultimately what i'm trying to get at here is like what what has happened to us along the way speaking of um uh horizon forbidden west <laughs> you know like it's do you have a ross or roth or whatever his name was or do you get raised somewhere else completely and with uh with the beta character on that not to get too spoilery but i think <laughs> i think i think like twins and cloning and everything like that i think it's i think it's super fascinating how people end up turning out. Does he have like, does he look like you now? Does he carry himself like you? Like his hair the same? Uh, so his, his, mine goes to the side. His goes back. Is he like he is, an evil, like the evil twin? He just parts it the other way and he grew a goatee. <laughs> like, is that what we're dealing with here? He, he, he does have a beard. Like there he's had is. a beard. Yep. He's had a no, beard okay. since like we were teenagers. <laughs> he's the evil one. <laughs> and I had one till last week. If you go watch the show, like when you were on my show last week, I, I had a beard and then I was like, I'm going to get rid of this. Like, I, I'm, and he was like, good. We can't both have beards. <laughs> and I, but no, we, I mean, we have a sister too. And she is completely different than older or younger who's, who's uh, younger okay so, so i'm the i'm the oldest by three minutes yeah take that he's the middle child nice and then our, our, yeah <laughs> that's our what young... he's angry about there's the difference right there <laughs> he he likes to say he kicked me out of the womb that's he got, amazing i would say me, the so. same thing yes yeah. <laughs> um no but yeah we have a younger sister who is completely different than us in every way like her beliefs what she does yeah. like her how she handled like school and education yeah. and everything like could not have been more different but we were all raised by my great grandma so like i don't know where like the the disconnect Your great grandma yes so um, i don't think we got into this last time by the way and if, no yeah, we didn't i think no. you hinted at it at the, at the end i'm like yeah we're gonna have to chat about this uh yeah so i uh i have never met my mom um she gave birth to us and then was going to put us up for adoption um and i think we originally meant to go to someone in texas mm -hmm. before my great grandma stepped in and was like i'm going to raise them wow and then somewhere along the way my my dad and my mom had my sister and she just dropped my sister off with my great grandma as well like hey you're already raising these why not like come on so yeah my my i my mom wasn't the uh best individual the last substance abuse issues from what i've been told and, mm -hmm. and obviously abandoning children but my great grandma who is like in her 90s now so she was right like she was raising us even when she was like i'm almost 30 so when she was in her 60s sure like, yeah she she we, we didn't have much money growing up. I think we were living on like less than 20 K for like five people in the household. Yeah, holy cow. Just trying to trying to get like everything. But she she did her best. Um, and I don't think like I realize that until like you were older. I don't yeah. think like because kids don't really know like they don't know the value of money. They don't like they like I want this. I want like give me this grandma. Like that's that's kind of how children are, right like you know yeah. you have kids like they just they just ask for stuff they don't really consider like where is it coming from how are, how are you getting these things? oh i ask my kids all the time if they're gonna pay 
all the time. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't have any money. It's like, yeah, neither do I. So <laughs> Yeah. So she raised us. Um, but as you we were growing up, like, did you recognize like you, you must have bumped into other kids and went like, well, you're not raised by your great grandma. Like money is one side. But like, did you realize that like the growing up that the dynamic of being raised by your not even just your grandma, like your great grandma. Like so like obviously people in the like there's a lineage almost mm-hmm. of people having kids pretty young if there's only 60 years between you and your great yeah, grandmother yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she, she had yeah she was uh like she was born i think at the the start of the great depression yeah so like which is crazy to think about like when you read about the great depression you're like that's so long ago but she she was born literally i think a year before it started or yeah. so um and then she she got married very young. That was back in the day. Like you married your high school sweetheart, like mm-hmm. 18, and then mm-hmm. you just had kids. Yeah. So she she had my grandpa like very young um, and then he had my dad very young. So like I think my dad was eight, 17, 18 when he had me. So it there is it is that cycle of like mm-hmm. they just kept having kids very young. Um, but and here you are in your 30s, no kids or anything. You're breaking the cycle. <laughs> Breaking the cycle. Well, my Maybe sister forever. My sister has a kid. My sister. Oh, okay, did. there it is. So, so the cycle kind of continued with with my niece. Um, oh, she, really? Yeah, yeah. She. She. My. How old was my sister? I think my sister. My sister's twenty eight, and my niece is six. So like twenty two. I think she had my niece. That's different. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's still it's yeah, like young. especially that was ten years before I had had. A, I was thirty two when Lincoln was born, and yeah. I I I still say to this day I couldn't have had a kid a day before. Like that was like the absolute earliest in my life I could handle that situation. I can't. I I couldn't imagine having a kid right now at twenty nine. Like yeah. the thought, the thought terrifies me. And it's like, I my girlfriend who's twenty three. Yeah, um, she is very much like she wants kids by thirty. And I'm like, well, how about you like live your life first, and then like we'll see how you feel in a few years. But yeah. like when. When things are when you have all these bills and like when you actually have to plan for things, you, you know, kids, kids cost a lot of money. I don't I don't think people really realize that. I know. Right. Well, it's good to have. I mean, yeah, there's the, women have to be on a completely different timeline. And I will say yeah, like, basically from like 28, 29 for me to 32, like gigantic change like that was. I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like adolescence in a way of just like there's another phase of like transformation. And for me, like it was happening mm-hmm. about that time where I started going, OK, what does it actually mean? Because I'd been in relationships before, but like I hadn't really considered like what does it actually mean to like be like to form a partnership and a team like that? It was totally, totally different from relationship like what, what Chelsea and I have now and what we were forming when I was we had met when I think we were I was 27, maybe 26. Yeah. But I think I was 27 when we met. Um so, yeah, like even just like how we budget our money and how we like decide to come together in our house and all that, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff with anybody else. And I think that was maybe one of the signs for me that was like, OK, this is probably the one like I wasn't mm-hmm. even entertaining the fact of this. I was pretty, I don't know, dickish about it. Like if I'm being <laughs> completely honest, just like it was a different it felt like that's the transformative transformative part of it for me. I feel like it, when I remember those days, it seems like I would be describing a different person. I know I I feel you because in my early 20s I think until like maybe 25 I was like on dating apps and like just you you know living it up as you do as a a young 20 year old not really Mm -hmm. like considering like 
people's feelings and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. you know, I was never mean to anyone, but like, you didn't really, you know, you, you weren't like, oh, this is the person I'm going to end up with. Like, cause you're like, I'm 20. I'll call you later. I'm playing Skyrim. Yeah. You're like, I'm, tw- I'm 24. Like it's, it's fine. Like who I'm, I'm, I'm who cares right now? Yeah. Pretty like, carefree is probably like the, yeah. You're just not like looking for anything really serious. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's also like I, my high school girlfriend, we dated for like four years. Yeah. Which was like, then that's the only real relationship you had. So like when you get into your twenties and then you're single and you're like, Oh, there's a whole world of people out there. Like, are you telling me there's more than one human being? Um, it was just like open it up. So, yeah. Um, Did you have a big high school? Were you at a, were you at a, were no, a small, no, 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 we're a very small, my graduating class had 97 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a thousand total in like, we have one building, elementary, middle school, and high school. The, oh, everybody. <laughs> They're all in one say, building. The house is not small, but yeah, for everybody, that's... Yeah. So what was... So, I mean, man, yeah, now we're kind of like going back in time a little bit. Like, what was that like? Because I, I definitely took huge advantage of um, leaving everybody from what we call junior high. A lot of people would say middle school, like going from grade 9 to grade 10. It was a different building, different side of the city. Like, I kind of got a, a fresh oh. start, which I really took advantage of. But you wouldn't have had that experience. You're you're same people every year mm-hmm. stuck with the same people. And they're just same, getting bigger and worse or yeah. Same people every year from yeah. kinder kindergarten wow. to till you graduate. Most and then you end up dating them. Most people probably get married. That's probably why. So so there's definitely like I, li- I grew up in a very small town, uh, and I don't live there anymore, but I, I maintain if you don't leave your like small country town, yeah. you're, you eventually just marry whoever else didn't leave because yeah. I'll, I'll see people on Facebook and I'll be like, why are you two dating? Like this is like because I'm still in the high school. My Like I haven't seen them since high school. Yeah. And in high school, this would have been very weird to see because it's like <laughs> that the age difference or something like like some weird thing in and that would have mattered more in high school but now yeah. they're like in their 20s and i'm like you've just ran out of people to date in the town because you've never left and there's, there's a only lack of options there's yeah there's only a few people yeah that's a real thing isn't it like you're just what else are you gonna do and especially i feel like that's true in in small towns whether you're talking about like relationships or even just like how you spend a friday night like wh- you you're staring down the face of a, a like no options so you mm-hmm. can kind of do something that maybe you otherwise wouldn't do what at what point did you realize that you needed to get out like did you did you feel a, a need or was it just like were there friends that also were doing like how did that idea come oh, to for you i left almost like i went to college right you couldn't out of wait to get out yeah i couldn't i couldn't wait to leave like how come i just where i grew up was very um had a different minds, like different mindset to what I consider like inclusive and like, uh, you know, respectful of other human beings, like not everyone. There were some, there were some great people I grew up with, but like the general stigma around it is like, it's a classic country town. And like, sure. you, you kind of know what, the, like there's more cows than people, but like the people that are there kind of, kind of like, you, you know why people aren't coming here there's because more cows like, and people. Sure. <laughs> true though but like yeah no i went i went to college uh up near canada up near montreal yep. actually um mm-hmm. and graduated there and then i moved back in 
while I was working and getting my master's degree. So I did that. Um, I lived at home until I got my master's degree and then I got a new job. And as soon as I got this other job, I immediately was like, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Like yeah. I can, I make enough money to live on my own now. Like what two- about your brother and sister? What were they doing? I mean, your sister's quite a bit younger, um, <laughs> but you're obviously your twins the same age. Like what, what was he doing? He so he he took some time off after high school before he went into college. OK, um, he wasn't sure like what he wanted to do and he didn't want to like obviously go into a bunch of debt. To, but did like, he want to leave? Like, did he have the same? Kind oh, of, yeah. Like, get sure. me out of here. Yeah, sure. probably more than me, to be honest. Oh, really? Probably, probably more like um, but he he took some time. And then when he finally did come to college, uh, he just knew it. He, he figured out what he wanted to do. And then he actually lived up in uh where we went to college he got an apartment like did his master's up there so like he's been he never even came back like home he mm-hmm. once he once he left he was gone yeah um but my sister has stayed she's i think she she still lives with my great grandma so she's still kind of like there she doesn't have a like a, a partner to really support her nothing like your great grandma is now raising another like yeah ba- like basically like what and great great grandchild yeah is where she's at mm-hmm. what do you think of that um i feel i feel bad that she has to um yeah. like like i understand she she is she was a nurse for like i don't know 50 years or whatever yeah so it's always been like yeah mm-hmm. it's always been in her nature to just take care of people which you can tell like even when she got mad at people, it was always just like she it's because she cared about like who like who were they hurting? Like yeah. something, something like that. Um, so I think she, she obviously loves my niece. Uh, my niece is is wonderful. Um, she's a little fun little girl, but she is, you know, had been there. She's been there now six, almost seven years. Um, wow. And she basically has raised her since she was a, a newborn. Um, which obviously my sister raised her too. Like it's, it's there, but my sister goes to work cause 95 year old can't work. So like my sister has to go off and, and work and, and that is cra- like you, you mentioned before she's in her nineties and I kind of just like breeze past. I'm just like, let's just picture what a 95 year old woman, like mm-hmm. how is her mobility? How is her health? Like, how is she, how is she doing? She's, she's got to keep up with a ton of energy in the house, right? Like what does it mean to be raising this kid as a 95 year old? Yeah, so um, unfortunately, her health hasn't been the best in the last few years um, yeah. because of the the pandemic, and she she did get COVID um, un, unvaccinated, and she actually wow. she, she got through it, um, thankfully. But she she's having some some issues with her mobility, like you were saying, like because at that point you're ninety five, like you've got a lot of wear and tear on your bones, mm-hmm. like every anyone is going to be struggling, so. I mean, dude, I talk to people on a weekly basis who are telling me that they're feeling old these days. (laughs) Like, okay, let's talk about this 95 year old great great grandmother who's raised literally generations of of children over the last almost 100 years. It's true, though, because she didn't. So she didn't only just raise me, my brother, my sister. She raised my dad, my uncle and my aunt. That's what I'm saying, man. And then she raised her three children, too. So Mm -hmm. she's and then now my so. 10 children at least this woman has has raised yeah which is insane do you ever like reflect on like is this the most like you've really talked she's so central to your life and she's such a what an extraordinary life she's lived as well like do you ever get a chance to 
think about this or talk about it with any of your family or anything? Um, not, I wouldn't say with my family. I'm not, I'm not overly close with most of my family. It yeah. is really just my brother, um, and, and this grandma and it was another grandma who unfortunately passed away in January. Yeah. Um, just this yeah. January, like three, yeah, four just, months ago. Just, oh, just I'm sorry, the, man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, she, she had developed dementia, um, at the start <sighs> of the pandemic. So it was, it was one of those things where like, I hadn't seen her in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I had, she wouldn't have known who I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I mean, that was my grandma. Um, yeah, same thing. That's why yeah. I'm just like my genetic wise, like I'm totally screwed. I'm just trying to like live every day at this point. Cause it's like either cancer or something or dementia or Alzheimer's is coming after me. There's no, yeah. there's fortunately no escaping it. I don't think. Yeah. Her, her mom had dementia as well. And that's what, that's what took her and then her. So like my, if, if my dad gets it, then I'm going to start like worrying, like clearly mm-hmm. it's in, it's in that line over there so it's they're doing it's some cool thing. cool work on it though man like there's some that that's something that i think that they're yeah they're working on that which is nice yeah it was so but this so but youth, this life yeah. that she's lived and like and and how like what she means to you too like i don't know if you, again i don't know if you've ever really reflected on this but like your life could have been different in a gazillion oh, different yeah, ways yeah. it could have gone like there's so many different decisions that have been made that you weren't even a part of that you ended up in this person's care and she, I don't know, like, I don't want to get too, like, over, I don't know, maybe even that's religious fine. about it. But, like, that's her role on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like, she was here to guide and parent and ensure safety and shelter and love for generations of kids. Like, that, to me, is is beyond remarkable. Like, I'm just kind of struck by this right now. You've, you've been living it your whole life. So, I don't know if it's just, like, like I said, I don't know if you ever a chance to reflect on no. that ever. No, I mean, like I said, I think it's um, something that like as I've gotten older, I've kind of like realized like, wow, that's like crazy. Because like if you ask me, hey, there's three kids to take care of, like and they're going to go to you, I'd be like, I can't do that. Like, I, right. I don't I have no idea what I would do. Like, help me. And she just no hesitation took us. Yeah. And it could have, like you said, life could have been completely different. I could have been separated from my brother. Right. Uh, like I would have never known I had a twin or like, yes, would have been, it would have been crazy. Dude. Like, is she, um, like it, it sounds like she's still kind of pretty with it, obviously like helping out with mm-hmm. your sister and your niece. Do, do you want to ask her about that sort of stuff? Like, do you like, I, I feel like I, I actually sat down even before podcasting. I actually sat down with my grandma, it, but it was too late. She was already kind of like, kind of gone like i don't even think she understood that i was recording her but i have a a couple hours of me sitting down and talking oddly enough like it was like i did that and then years later i would end up doing this um but i do have some time like talking to my grandma and it's like i've never actually done anything with it i want to i want to um i was gonna say dig it up which now that she's passed it doesn't seem like the right way to say i want to go back to the footage is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I just feel like this this life that she's lived is so remarkable. Like, how is her mind? Like, would you be able to have a conversation about her life? Oh yeah, yeah. I th- she's she's mostly with it. Like, she's yeah. she doesn't have like dementia or anything. Like, she she might be forgetful. Like, but that's just it sure. comes with age. Like, everyone I forget things all the time. Dude, so like, it's yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, she's she still knows like all the important people, like major world events, like everything, mm-hmm. even personal events that happen to her. And she, whenever she calls me, she still thinks I know what's going on in like where we grew up. And she'll oh be like, yeah, 
she'd be like, well, this person, I was like, I don't know who that is, grandma. I haven't lived there in like yeah. eight, eight years. Like, but thank you for telling me if I ever, <laughs> if I ever come back, I'll be sure to, to not go where they're building a Walmart. Like, <laughs> thank you. I can only imagine. I can only imagine the conversations you must have with her. Um, I wanted to ask too, though, and not to put like, now that I'm, I'm done, like putting all the pressure, like have a conversation with your great grandma. That's uh, that's right, remarkable. Fine. Um, you and your brother both went after your master's. You said, where does that initiative come from? Like, why why the focus on education? Um, I just, I mean, school has always come easy to me. I was yeah. one of those people that, like, I didn't study for tests. Mm-hmm. I just would get A's. It's not really something, like, I I didn't have to worry about that. Like, because I, what was your first RPG? I think, like, this is this is a precursor. When when I'm talking to smart people, they played, like, Pokemon or whatever. They grew I up on. I did play Pokemon. I think yeah, po- Pokemon was my first Game Boy game. Yeah. Um, and actually, the first time I played Pokemon, I didn't like it because I didn't know how to save. So every time I turned it off and turned it back <laughs> on, I was like, why do I have to choose Squirrel every That's single so time? That's and then my, bro- my brother's like, you can, you have to save it. And I was like, oh, like, well, I'm like a five-year-old who first Game Boy ever. And this oh, is all like on it. Christmas. So uh yeah pokemon yeah, so so early like learning systems and all that kind of stuff so yeah there, anytime you know anybody looks at, at my kids playing video games i'm like i have hundreds of hours of talking to people and I, it's obviously well i don't know maybe it is statistically significant like it's a it's a pretty good sample of people who i've talked to who've gone on to have their masters or garrett bland with his phd and all these other things and oh. like they grew up playing pokemon dude the only reason I didn't go for my PhD, because I thought about it uh, like uh, over the last few years when I was stuck in that dead end job, I was like, should I just get my PhD? And the only reason I didn't was like, I don't want to take on any more debt. Like I'm already struggling yeah. to pay what I have now. Like I have to see what I can do with this master's. But to your point about video games, I think video games are one of the reasons like I did so well in school because yeah. especially RPGs. Like it teaches you puzzle solving. Yes. It, it teaches you vocabulary words that you are not going to be exposed to just in school. Like that there is are for so sure. many JR and you're just reading the dialogue or yep. like choose choosing options and like how to speak to people. And I'm just like, I'm very much a proponent. Like if I have children, I'd be like, what do you want to play? Like we're going to we're going to get something going here. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because I'm thinking like already in my head, you know, Pokemon is so popular, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, get, what is the most like profitable franchise on the yeah. planet? So the obvious counter argument to this is like every kid played Pokemon and not every kid went on to do whatever. But so there's mm-hmm. that's the obvious part. But it does seem like any anybody who was growing up with a with kind of a, a tendency to play a bunch of RPGs like my neighbors who I talk about a lot, they they had the Final Fantasy games and they had everything. But it was really that that systems based exposure that they had at a young age that like I played when I played games, it was like Street Fighter and it was all the th- or Mortal Kombat. Mm. And it was all the things that parents would yell about. And they probably were right to some degree. But there's I don't know, there's just so much to it. And I don't know if you're exposed to other things, then then I'm all for it. And my kids kind of self-regulate at this point, like they they wouldn't spend 10 hours at a time on a thing like they'll they'll get bored and they'll go do something else and that might speak to another fault of attention span but that's whatever at least at least they'll want to get up and go outside kind of on their own that's interesting because as 
I don't know what you were like as a child, but me and my brother would literally play for hours. And I wanted hours to at a time. Yeah, like because we didn't have one. Like if we ever got in the vicinity of a of a Nintendo, it was like, yeah, we're we're soaking this up as much as we can. It's the it's kind of like the if it's taboo, I want to do it even more. Mm. Right. So like we weren't allowed to have it. So I wanted it. That made me want it even more. And so or my neighbors had it. They had every game that you could possibly imagine. And they were fine. Like they they would want to go outside. And I never understood. It. Like, why would you ever want to go outside if you have this thing? And it's it's just a different environment, I guess. I, th- I think and I, I, th- I talked about uh, my history with gaming when I was on Iron Lord's podcast. Um, but like, I think it's great that my no one in my life no adult ever was like you can't play video games like yeah. that's not so you can't do that they were if anything they were encouraging because my my grandma who passed away like she introduced my brother and i to games she was like hey i have an nes laying around you want to like play it so that's how we like learned mario and then like mm-hmm. we got the snes and then she got us an n64 and a game like she got us so many pivotal consoles in our childhood it was mm-hmm. never like I can't do this or like you don't need this. It was she was taking bottles back to the little things in the supermarket to try to like save up more money to buy us games. Yeah, it's that's an interesting. So first of all, how was she like so in touch with all this stuff? Like who has an NES just laying around? I remember there's a kid in school. He was this pervert. Like he's just constantly lying would tell us he had stuff they absolutely didn't have every kid every high school had one right yeah totally there's always a kid who's just like what are you making this stuff up for like we can Mm -hmm. we can tell uh but yeah like who what kind of grandma has an nes laying around that she just like it had it had to have been my dad's it had to have been my dad's at some point but okay he he never really he didn't really take an interest to video games he loved um tetris and pac-man yeah, I remember him. He was insanely good at Tetris mm-hmm. and it was like crazy. I don't know why he was so good at Tetris, but he was. But that was like really the, like the extent of what yeah. he did. So I think she, she must have got it for him at some point and then he had no interest. So like it was just laying around for us to, to experience. And when we took the interest and like really dove in because then we were watching like g4 and literally just trying. like Oh, nice. Going on going on the computer because at where i lived we didn't have a computer until i was like 15 yeah so like uh when we went to our grandma's house she had a computer that was where we could look up all the like information like oh mega man like what's what's his backstory like who's who are all these characters and like learn all the lore of of the worlds that we were playing so i think like we we just got really interested in that and she was more than happy to see us like i don't know just taking an interest i think oh big time support that so hang on. So you're playing NES like Mega Man and these kind of games in the internet era. Like, is that kind of yeah, where yeah. you're at? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, is that um, is it fair to say that you like there were other systems that were available at that point? Like you would have you're on the internet. You other kids are maybe playing something else, maybe PlayStation or something like that, and mm-hmm. you're playing NES. Is that kind of where like, th- I'm just kind of th- thinking of the timeline. I th- I th- yeah, I, it has to because I was born in '93. So yeah. like, if I wasn't I wasn't playing these until I was it was like '98, which by that point like you were getting like and yeah, we were close to the N64 and and that kind of so like I think it was more we got so invested in the NES and the SNES that like eventually she was like I'm gonna get you an N64 and we got like Pokemon Stadium and all these awesome. Games, you got a nice like compressed timeline there yeah you kind of went from one did. to the next to the next yeah that's kind of neat mm-hmm. nice and and then we went gamecube which 
I know you didn't play it, but I maintained is the best Nintendo console. Uh, okay, again, out there. how old were you when GameCube came into your life? Because this is my ongoing uh, theory. I that was eight. You were twelve. You were eight. Oh snap! Okay, so you're way right? younger than no. my. Okay. When did GameCube? GameCube was two thousand. Two thousand one. Was it yeah, 2001? Some 2000, 2001, something like that. Yeah, yeah so I was, eight, I was eight. Yeah. Okay, that shatters my that shatters my uh, my hypothesis here. That that our some of our favorite whatever it is our favorite gaming memories happen when we're somewhere between like twelve and fourteen, mm-hmm. and that is held true like pretty often. I don't know if there's like was there a game that came out four years afterwards? I like to, like talk to me. When did Smash come out for for? Oh, GameCube? Smash was well. I played Smash on the N sixty four. Um, and loved oh, it then. Damn it. Yeah. My own, my own theory. Me, me and my brother loved Smash Brothers on the N64. Yeah. And then we we didn't get a GameCube on launch. Um, we got it for Christmas one year, but our neighbor had one. And so we'd been introduced to Melee and I was like, we got to get this. We got like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just what we need. So we, we played, we got the GameCube, we played Melee. And then we eventually were introduced to the Xbox um through through my next door neighbor he he brought over this giant black box that i had I no know. idea i was like what is this like <laughs> who i know, there's a ps2 in the other room but like what is this giant box like mm-hmm. who, he was like oh so it's a xbox and like you've got the weird control like that giant controller with my God. buttons buttons everywhere and then we played halo and i was like this is amazing like this yeah. is and, and i played halo 2 before i played halo so like we were playing halo 2 and i was like we we need an xbox now so like we we saved up money and like got an xbox and we played that for three three years until we were like really into games watching all the coverage and like it's 2005 or like 360 is gonna come out soon oh we're like grandma we need this like this is the first time we're gonna be in on a new console Oh, that's oh that okay. Keep going with that. I was going to ask about something else, but like, talk to me about that. Like this is yeah, what a remarkable thing. Like this is the first time after all these years of being with games. Like now you're mm-hmm. watching all this stuff, and you know, like even just knowing that there's something coming out, right? Not yeah. not somebody else bringing over an Xbox and like you discovering it that way. Like you're on the ground floor at this point. Yeah, this was like the uh, this was when I, w- I was a teen. I was that uh, the there thirteen years yeah. old where. I, I was looking things up and I was like, okay, what what version? What's the difference between the versions? We need to specifically tell like on our Christmas list, like don't get the arcade version because oh, it yeah. doesn't have a hard drive. Mm-hmm. We, we had to spell it out what games we wanted specifically, yeah. like what was looking good. Play. I remember going to like the kiosks that had ahead of time in stores and just like staring up, looking I'm like this is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So we get we get that Christmas morning. Um, so like a month after it came out, right? Because it came out in November, I think. Yeah. But, uh, that is like the first we got a new console the year it came out. Like the remember when you used to be able to buy a console when it came out? Remember <laughs> when that was the thing? Like, <laughs> does it feel like just to jump to like right now? Does it feel like if you if you think about when did the Series X come out? Does it feel like it was just this past November? Yeah, it does. Like it's a year I, and a half, like a full mm-hmm. and more than a year and a half. And we're still like yes. people are lucky to get it. Like it's the we all over again. I've never seen one in stores. I've never seen any next Series gen. X. Seen, me neither. I've, I've seen Series S, but I've never seen a next gen uh, PS5 or a Series X. That is no. absolutely insane, man. But yeah, OK, so let's go back to let's go back to 360 days. Yeah. So we, what were we, what was on your list? Like what, what did you want to get with it? Uh, Gears of War was the big one. Yeah, man. And which was like we weren't sure if they were down with getting that 
because you know obviously is is M rated like chainsaw on a machine gun. Good God! This, this is the this is the benefit of having uh, like adults that didn't really like look into games. They just were like, <laughs> okay, they just literally bought us whatever we want. Like, yeah, because first of all, I think they gave us a lot of credit and they just like they're good, good kids. kids like yeah they, they didn't really care if we were playing because gr- games like grand theft auto didn't ever appeal to me like they still yeah. don't appeal to me i never yeah. really got the my my dad that was like the other game like he got a ps2 just to play uh vice city and mm-hmm. he was like you want to play and i was like i don't like this game like yeah. this isn't for me so we, that's what we you're get- meant to do as a as a like you're supposed to disappoint people around you like that like i i, I like this and you're like eh, i don't care like I'm, I'm i'll be devastated to learn if if ellie doesn't like the last of us like one day i, I cannot wait to show her like who she's named after and she's like oh this is dumb i was I'm just like, gonna ask you is she named after ellie from the last of us yeah big time yeah and i actually want to like i've been thinking about this as well like i want to like my parents have no idea like what the last of us mm. is they, they know that she's named after um a character in a video game but like that's as far as it goes for them and so the show i'm so excited for i was gonna say i think the show might be a good way to introduce them to Mm -hmm. that because it's probably gonna have like hbo is probably gonna be good i hope it's like honestly and i've been it's only because that show is coming that i haven't like sent them a selection of youtube videos to go like watch these to understand like what this is about and i was actually i was um I was watching, as good Canadian families do, we, we got together last night. We were watching some of the Oilers play. Um, mm-hmm. As we record this, this, they played game six. It was a good night. We won. So that's good. But I was asking my brother, who is a big PlayStation fan. Um, I'm like, so do you like, do you, you play The Last of Us? And he's like, no, I've never played The Last of Us. And I just, how is this, how does this happen? Like, how does something like this occur? He's sitting there playing Gran Turismo 7, which I gave to him because I didn't like it. <laughs> like how are you doing that i would just get over here and play freaking the last of us man um i also haven't played the last of us oh you've got to be kevin okay um, pause this are you serious you've played 44 games this year and not one of them you didn't accidentally play the last of us at some so point the problem is i the ps5 is my first playstation right so i didn't have a ps4 that explains um, a lot okay but my yeah. my brother had a ps4 yeah and we lived together um before i moved here for a year and a half and i saw him play the last of us okay. so i know everything that happens so for me i'm like i don't really need to experience my like i i know the big like plot points and like the emotional impact so for me it's it's whenever i think about like should i play it, i'm like I already know what happens. I don't think it'll have the same weight as Probably if I was not. going in blind. Yeah. And same with the last of us too. I watched him play that. Like he, he, I told the him the whole like, thing, like you, like every play session you were with him, just watching the whole time. No, but I, I got spoiled on it online. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And he, he did not like the last of us part too. Well, he's on, he's on my team on that one, man. I didn't like oh. it either. Yeah, no, yeah he, I didn't. He, he says the first half is a masterpiece. The second half is uh, awful. That's where he stands on it. I don't know if any. I don't know. I don't know if I call any of it a masterpiece, but that's a whole other. Ooh, maybe that's okay, a whole other right. conversation. That's, I just that's for the Patreon show. Well, we gotta get, we gotta like you know tease it every, every once in a while. Like that's kind of what it's about. I I think it's just like it's a huge pacing problem, and I just wanted to like I I, I don't think. I will ever get over the frustration I felt when I got to the halfway point and then just what what happens at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like you you can't do that to me like this is a critical moment and then they just 
it has nothing to do with any of the characters. It has nothing to do with anything else other than we were right there and we're now we're somewhere else. And I really, really didn't like mm-hmm. that at all. Yeah. Hopefully that's so, still spoiler free. Yeah. yeah, no, I was, yeah. So going back to, to your daughter, was there when you brought up, first of all, I assume it was your idea. But when you brought to, to Chelsea, you were like, hey, I want to name our daughter Ellie. What was her reaction? We I actually don't remember whose idea it was. Oh, okay. I really don't. Um, because Chelsea loves The Last of Us as well. So it okay. wasn't where whose ever idea it was. There was never any like persuading or convincing. Um, I will say that I remember like we were having a pretty hard time coming up with girl names. Once we mm-hmm. discovered that we were going to be having a girl, um, we didn't have nearly as many names as we had with Lincoln. Like Lincoln was almost miles, like very, very close, um, which is interesting because now good friend Marcus O'Neill his son miles so mm-hmm. very cool to see um but one of the reasons this is so silly one of the reasons that derailed us from miles is my uh my sister her son is named james and we we're about to go to james's birthday party or something and we're like nobody knows what to do with that damn s at the end. like james is it apostrophe is it like another ad like nobody <laughs> knows what to do with this thing and so we're like no no names that we had we had two rules there was uh two syllable maximum and no names that end in s so whatever that left us that's how we have a lincoln and ellie <laughs> at this point <laughs> is is lincoln named after any... lincoln is link uh lincoln is so when we watched um prison break many many years ago. oh my ago. god one of my favorite shows ever same here dude actually oh shoot i don't think i even mentioned i was on um the good morning guys podcast and we talked about some of our favorite shows growing up and i totally fa- i should have prison break should be one of them but lincoln mm-hmm. burroughs is actually like if we're being very yeah. literal like lincoln burroughs the brother is who he's named after but we were watching it and we, we realized they kept calling him link and i'm like that's awesome like that's mm-hmm. kind of like a cool way to call him link but not name him link from the legend of zelda he's lincoln but we'll we'll just call him link so so we need to go you need to get to a comic-con with dominic purcell there that's right cw shows and be like i named my my son after your character yeah because you you reminded us of of the hero of time basically what a great what a oh man i love i love those names though that's great that's yeah i I like but but ellie was born in 2018 and then the last of us part two happened. <laughs> it's like, well, this is why you don't do that. You um, couldn't he, have known. You didn't. She, but as it turns out, she's she's kind of living up to that. So I'm a little worried of of that. Like oh. she's a she's a vengeful, violent little spitfire. So mm. but 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 named after like Lincoln named after the hero of time and Ellie named after, you know, the yep. possible savior of the human race who the dad or father figure will probably screw up at some point, you know. Uh, well and then bad things happen maybe maybe learn from joel that's all i'm saying sean learn from joel i don't know like that's a whole dude that's a whole the last of us on it in and of itself is just so good that that's probably at the core of my distaste for the second one is that Mm -hmm. i just i believe the first one is just so so special in that moment at the end i don't know like the last of us part one is so old now it's like it's hard to is this in spoiler territory or not? But obviously Joel makes a decision at the end of the first one that it's like, oh man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, and I literally have an Ellie. Yeah. Impossible. An absolutely impossible decision. Because, yeah. For uh, sure. Oh man, I love that game so much. And it's like, 
aside from that, it's a decent, actually, it's a pretty good zombie game. Like, it's a pretty good kind of horror, end of the world kind of thing. But then you got, like, this amazing father, almost daughter kind of thing. And, oh, it's so good. It's, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, why God of War is also so special. It's just, like, these, no. these PlayStation games getting you in the feels with, like, these parent and, and child scenarios. It's so good, man. I love God of War. Um like that is a game that I genuinely love. Like when I got my same, that was one of the first games I played when I got my PlayStation five who Sean, I've, I've noticed you haven't been on your PlayStation five in like a month, buddy. Yeah. Is that because it says it right? It says, yeah, uh, it's like yeah. last online, like a month. And I was <laughs> like, Sean, <laughs> who was on it? here? I was talking to somebody, uh, um, who's oh, one of my, uh, one of my staff at work. He's like, oh, let me, I, I've been meaning to drop off my PS five for you to play. And I'm like, I got one. And he's like, you never talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. play it that much. I I played um I played Horizon. I keep wanting to no. say Forza. I, I played Horizon, um, and that was fine. And I played uh I played Gran Turismo Seven for about a day, and I just it's so lame. It's so like everything else is so special with PlayStation, and Gran Turismo is so dry and mm-hmm. uh. Who was it? Somebody said something like somebody's a wet rag or something. So we were talking on um. We were on the backtrackers. I can't. Oh, I could wish I could remember who said it. One of the characters in in Life is Strange was just like a wet rag. I think they said. I'm just like that's so funny. They said Ryan was a wet rag. I just love it. I feel like that's um, Gran Turismo. Just lame. Mm. But yeah, no, I I don't know. You know me. I've been bouncing all over the place trying to figure out what to play. Mm-hmm. Play Kirby on my Switch has been dominating my time, dude. Switch has been good this year. Switch which has been great I've this been, year. I, the, I, I might upset Kato if she ever listens to this, but like the last two years for Switch, I has basically just been a Smash Bros. machine for me. Like I literally have had nothing to play on it. And I know Animal Crossing came out in that time frame. I'm Don't, with you. Yeah, it's, it's just not for me. It's, it's mm-hmm. not. I, it doesn't do anything for me, uh, but they're killing it this year. Kirby was fantastic. Triangle strategy, despite what what Kato says, Sean, is, is great. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you need to play it. You need to play it. I know. I'm getting to it. Did I, did I tell you that I did the um, I did the tournament bracket just by myself? I think I mentioned it on the Xbox drive. Yes, maybe. I heard yeah. your 64 game 64 bracket. Games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We can jump into with... that if you want. We could just do like a, a walk walk through that together. But oh, oh. yeah, you you have it handy with yeah, you. Yeah, challenge.com. I, I should share the link with people. Um, yeah, anybody could see like what won it. What what happened with the breakdown? I ended up playing. I ended up choosing Rise of the Tomb Raider in the end, anyways. In a in a final battle of Rise of the Tomb Raider versus one of the Uncharted games in the new remaster, so I almost was on my PlayStation Five, but it was it was a it was a coin flip in the end. So, Uncharted, another series I, I haven't played. Um, Unforgivable, but, dude! Unforgivable. What just, are you? <laughs> I just okay. I'm gonna listen. I'm coming off really like Xbox fanboy right now. Like, yeah. oh, he, he hosts an Xbox podcast, like. Nothing about Uncharted to me. Like when I look at it, I'm like, it just doesn't look appealing to me. Oh, like I don't. man. And my brother played all of them and he told me that one and a half games are good and the other one, the rest of it's bad. Okay, we need to have your brother on. I need to have a chat with him. He's <laughs> he's giving you false information. What are you what on what planet is Uncharted not great? It's just it's just great. It just it, I'm so no, no, 
I, I can't do it. I gotta get I gotta get you a it's, copy of this thing, man. It's I I I mean I could isn't one of them on PS Plus collection? I feel like on four. I think four is on PS Plus collection. So I could oh play don't even four. Skip, don't yeah I don't know no, man. You gotta. I mean you well, probably I have, could. I, I'm sure there's people screaming at me right now just going like just play the four. And there's probably like, Uncharted is a very interesting franchise. I think at this point because it did sort of fall into a bit of a formula. And mm-hmm. people kind of like caught on to this narrative that Nathan Drake, the main character, is a mass murderer because <laughs> he's a video game character and he's got to like go through like everyone's you know, a mass murderer. These henchmen. Exactly. Everybody like I mean, so is Lara Croft and so like everybody's a, like so I just I that never really resonated with me, but it seemed to caught fire and, and it, it seemed mm-hmm. to be one of the the big drowning weights of the game that started to pull it under because I don't think that Uncharted is held in the regard it used to be and it's very strange to me that that's the case i think so that's not even what puts me off it's i don't think i like games that look realistic like humans interesting it's something about like it doesn't appeal like i've never played any of the tomb raider games like that new trilogy i haven't played those oh my because gosh, i'm like it just looks like a human being like i i don't know I don't know if that's and those are games my brother loves. So well, like, what about God of War? Like you like God, like is that not I, realistic? It's I don't still like think, it's I, I mystical. Don't think so it yeah. looks, it, like it's like enough in the realm of like okay, these are clearly not real human beings. Sure, for me, yeah, like it, it, that's fair. It's just something about the stylistic choice. Like, but I mean, I'm also very much like Japanese style. Like the weirder the better. Like yeah. Scarlet Nexus, I was like, I love this. This is looking great. To me. What if what if you could play Uncharted with like Japanese voiceover and some subtitles just to throw you off a little bit? Just play some mind games with yourself. <laughs> just confuse myself. Like, exactly. Hey, what's going just, on here? Yeah. And you're like, this is the best game ever. Like just totally rude. But Dr- oh, man, like nolan north as nathan drake it's just one of those seminal seminal performances it's so Mm -hmm. great he's such a charismatic protagonist and even though it's a complete ripoff of indiana jones and even or or uh, tomb raider for that matter like it's it's so derivative I, i still i still love that game it feels so good to play um and the landscape dude uncharted 2 uncharted 4 flip a coin are, on, on those are my the, favorite those are the two my brothers say are good yeah yeah they're they're great and Untra- uh, yeah oh dude <sighs> i wouldn't disc but i would never I, I don't think i disagree with them but i would never describe it in the way of like only two of them are good like they're so great that some of them aren't going to be as good as the others is probably mm. a more accurate way to say it um and there's a lot of people who've gone back to the very first one which was what 2007 i think so it's going back 15 years for uncharted like getting into the territory where they could do a remake and people wouldn't be mad about it i don't think yeah i have ps now i have access to all of them if i ever wanted to play them but there's like a lot of playstation like we have a there's a running joke on my podcast that i play bad games and don't play good games which do you think that do you feel that's true do you feel like you're spending time on games that aren't very good no no, because I, as long as I enjoy them, I think they're like Monarch right. got a 62, whatever Metacritic. And I'm like, yeah. I love this game. This game is in my game of the year discussion right now. Like, wow, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me, like what the, the rating is. Like if I go into it and I, I love it. Yeah, uh, that's that's all that matters to me. But For it's sure. like there's a lot of those big PS4 titles that like I haven't played. Like I played God of War. I played Persona 4. 
five Royal. I played until dawn because I love like walking love simulator game. horror yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarry is up there. Most anticipated games. I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. I hope it does well. I grabbed it in my fantasy draft. Nice. Um, Smart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Uh, I just, I can't play normal horror games like resident evil. I'm way too scary for me. I can't yeah. do that. Dude. Evil within one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever played. Like I had mm-hmm. to take breaks on that one. Yeah, I can only play if you walk slowly and like. Oh man! Yeah, game, Dead Space got fun. a date today. The new the the Dead Space remake was date I think January twenty seventh or something like that next yep. year. Also, games I can't play too scary. Oh dude, they're so good. They're they're like one of my they're my my I keep saying my brother like my brother plays all these games and I'm just like whatever he plays I tend not to like we play a lot of the same like JRPGs and like mm-hmm. we have a lot of similar overlap but there are games where it's like i really love mass effect and he played them once and was like that was good and then he doesn't really care about mass good effect ever again oh my gosh dude it was like basically lincoln or commander shepherd for my firstborn <laughs> like holy crap dude <laughs> but like me and my one, <laughs> me imagine? and my one friend were just like Mass Effect. This Mass Effect, like we yeah. still talk about it so constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Dead Space is that trilogy. Like he thinks Dead Space is a phenomenal trilogy. And I'm like, I literally can't play this. Like it's too scary for me to play. Aw, like should I like fly over and just kind of like sit in the same room <laughs> with you or something? Or like it, it's it's definitely worth your your time. I mean. I feel like this is the the episode of me convincing you to go like, what are the lists? And I'm sure you've had all these conversations before other friends of yours, too. If if I'm going to play it, I'll try the remake. Like, because I know my brother's going to buy it. We game share. I will try the remake and see what happens. See if now that like I've I've grown a few years, uh, we can we can power (laughs) through these. But no, it's like I I, I was just saying, like. I haven't played Spider-Man. I haven't played Spider-Man Miles Morales. Kevin. I, I 44 games this year, dude. I haven't played any of the Arkham games, which I know You are killing me. What about Bioshock? Have you played Bioshock? I haven't played any of the Bioshock games. Like this is over. Like I have to hit the end button right now. You need to get like are these even on your radar? Are they on like your list of like things you might want to get to or you just you totally passed it? No, these are games where I'm I'm basically like I don't really have much interest in playing these. Oh wow. Which is weird, especially for Arkham because Gotham Knights I'm super looking forward to. Where is that based out of? Like why, why? I, I think it's because I like Nightwing more uh, than Batman. Interesting. Okay. So you're a I contrarian think, is, is I what? think he's a cool yeah, I think he's a cooler character than than Batman. I think Dick Grayson is cooler than Batman. I don't know what to say. Tell me more. I, I, I just I won't I won't even argue with you on this. I'll just let you deal with Court Lalonde and others. Afterwards. listen no because like they're, they're hardcore batman fans like they sure. they know the history and i'm just like i read very little batman growing up and i watched a lot of animated and i always was like robin's awesome and then yeah. like, he ditches batman and becomes nightwing i'm like he's even more awesome now oh nice yeah it was you know there's always people out there i think tony baker is one of them who like legitimately feels like luigi is the better or more interesting or more fun or whatever there you go so i like of course you of course you think that like i feel like that's the same mentality yeah i I don't know yeah i genuinely we had a hot takes episode and i was like mario sucks luigi's the better mario brothers he's okay so i can i understand if people just have like a preference but like to say that he sucks to say that mario sucks mario so explain yourself sir all all mario where can people reach you on twitter by the way where can people send their (laughs) message 
the muffin man the muffin it's a one, one of seven i and oh seven a yeah uh if you want to come i've had the minecraft kids come for me before because i <laughs> i i dared to speak against uh minecraft steve coming yeah, into smash brothers yeah mm-hmm. yeah um no but okay so mario is so bland he only he literally has no personality besides i'm gonna go save peach luigi has personality he gets scared he's a great brother he's always saving mario in his games i don't see mario saving luigi that much like luigi's sitting on his butt at home while mario's doing all the saving himself what do you mean luigi's off busting ghosts all right he's a ghost buster okay (laughs) i'm just okay he's taller for being a younger brother being a younger brother clearly Mm -hmm. and and this is the key one he has a better girlfriend daisy is better than peach i don't think i agree with that Mm. not even a little why is daisy better than peach what are you talking about she has a cuter personality she's like sporty she's like having fun peach is just like peach is when they're in sports games they're both the same they're both daisy's the sports character daisy daisy's extra sporty though there's a reason everyone's like how can daisy not be in mario strikers but is she no she's not in the new mario strikers Sounds like she's she's not very sporty to me, man. She's just (laughs) sitting on the bench. She she didn't make the team. She didn't make the cut. No, I don't. I think you just made my own point. Like that's just like no, 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 no. no. Nintendo's made a mistake. That's we need a petition. Get Daisy back in Mario Strikers. Can we agree actually that like neither, but like actually Rosalina is is best girl for sure. For that's who I'm gonna main in Mario Strikers. There you go. Rosalina is awesome. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can go with that. Yeah, for for sure. For sure. For sure. Love, love Rosalina. I pick her in Mario Party. I play I like playing her in Smash Brothers. She's she's awesome. Yeah, uh, I can get down with that. Um, <laughs> me, but listen. to say that Mario sucks, dude, like <laughs> Luigi's got better games, too. OK, like which ones? What do you Dr. Luigi? Oh, yeah. Well, way Luigi better Mansion than games are be- Luigi's Mansion 3 is better than any Mario game. No, Sean. No, uh, listen, I know, man. I'm just okay. gonna let you sit in that for a little bit. <laughs> what are you on, dude? Holy cow. Okay, forget all the like convincing I was trying to do before about trying to get you to play like good <laughs> games because you're not gonna appreciate them. Like, don't play them, don't, don't, because then you're gonna come back to me and go, like, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. It's just like, just save me mm-hmm. that garbage. Mario what Odyssey wasn't that good. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I haven't played, I, I haven't I played dis- Mario Odyssey. I don't disagree that Mario Odyssey is probably not the greatest Mario game. Really? But, like, I don't I don't think it's awesome. No, mm. and no, I never actually was compelled to even complete it because I just like, I don't know. It was fine. Do, do you prefer 2D or 3D Mario? I prefer 3D World. I think 3D World and 3D okay. Land might be my favorite you. Mario games of all time. I'm with um, you. I, I like those. But I mean, like historically and like nostalgia and everything else, like Mario 3, Mario 4, if like gun, gun to the head, I'm thinking somewhere between Mario 3 or Mario World are mm-hmm. my favorites. But I love Mario 3D World and Mario 3D Land. Like, I don't know what it is. It's a, the, I think the music is spectacular. I remember thinking, like, because I played, obviously, a bunch of Mario games as I've, mm-hmm. as I've grown old. And I remember thinking through so many of them, these levels aren't memorable. Yeah. Like, these levels are just, like, I'm just Mario just kind of, like, hopping through stuff. And I've had a hard time reconciling whether or not it was just the time and place that I was experiencing these games and comparing that to levels in Mario one or really like basic up until super Nintendo where I had played those so many times over and over and over again, were they memorable because I had memorized them because I'd played them so many times or were they Possibly. legitimately like better designed levels? And I, yeah. 
I think once I hit 3D World and 3D Land, I'm like, no, because those ones hit me immediately as like wonderfully designed game levels and things like mm-hmm. that. So I look at Mario, like the the new Super Mario Brothers. That's kind of like where I was talking about where it hit me. Like these yeah. are not memorable at all. It just seemed very mm-hmm. cookie cutter, formulaic kind of thing. And I still believe that. So, yeah. So what uh, what's your feelings on Super Mario Sunshine? Don't like it. Not even a little bit. And I bet you like, and it plays like a Luigi. I think that's actually a Luigi game, but Mario stars in it. That's kind of like, that's my hot take for today. That, Mario Sunshine possible. is a Luigi game. My brother also likes that one though. And he likes, he likes the Mario game. Like he's much more into the Mario. Like he doesn't care about Luigi. He he thinks Luigi games are bad, but like we're, we're on the opposite coin mm. there. But uh, I, I'm going to throw something out here. I think Donkey Kong might be Nintendo's best platformer. Oh, I feel I think uh, you and Justin Masson are, are right along that. Those I lines. love Donkey Kong games. Mm-hmm. They are since 64, right? Like they're phenomenal. So, Tropical uh, Freeze was amazing. This might be one of the best games on Switch. Wow. I was, I was literally like blown away when I was playing it. What do you like about it? First of all, it's it's difficult compared to most platformers on the Switch. Like Kirby, as much as I loved the new Kirby game, which I did, it's not difficult in the slightest, right? Yeah, like, of course. Until yeah. the final boss. The final Dude, boss. Dude, no like, kidding. Where did this come from? I'm like, we in Dark Souls now? Like, where'd I Kirby know. go? I, I remember somebody else said that to me, and I was like, do you even know what Dark Souls is? Like, what are you even on? And then I got to the final boss. I'm like, they weren't far off, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, But like Donkey Kong has difficulty, and I don't, it just... I think the level design is just spectacular in Tropical Freeze. Like there's a unique level. Every little section you go to is so unique. Like you Mm. have a lava site, you have a frozen section and you have to play like each one differently. You, you have the different mechanic, like the barrels and the vines. Like it just adds a different mechanic that I feel like just running and jumping. You don't really get. Yeah. And you make me want to, this is why I love talking to different people every single week. Like you make me want to just go play that. Um, Because I've held a pretty stubborn stance on Tropical Freeze that I don't like it as much as maybe like Donkey Kong Country or or, like I have a huge history with Donkey Kong Land. That was my first Mm -hmm. game I bought with my Game Boy. Um, And so but I'm not sure it again is the same thing I was just saying with Mario. Like, why don't why do I feel that way about Tropical Freeze? Everybody likes it. Like this game's like it's it's sitting at what, like 90 something on Metacritic. Like everybody likes it. Um, Everybody loves Donkey Kong Returns from 3ds and it got remade that was original right i think the, the original on uh was on 3ds uh, or is it we actually i'm what not sure donkey kong i didn't, have, I didn't have a 3ds um yeah but donkey kong country is like really what like sits at home for me mm-hmm. but i maybe i should go back and play this one dude it's it's difficult it's definitely difficult like uh and i think it comes from i'm a huge crash bandicoot fan yeah so i love those difficult 3d platforms mm-hmm. And which is the complete opposite of me in most other games. Like you will not see me playing a Souls game because I'm like, they're too hard. And yet Crash 4, the final level, I'm like 96 deaths. Let's keep going. Like I can can get this because it was like a frame perfect thing you had to do to to finish the final level of Crash 4. And I'm just like, why would I, why can I do this? But like Dark Souls and Elden Ring, I'm like, I don't have time for that. Did you ever play um, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair? Yes. The second one. That game yes. is very special, hard, dude. Yeah, man. Speaking of hard games. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that I, one? Considering the Donkey Kong kind of. So I, I like it. Um, 
I like the first ukulele more just because of my I, I know because it's of a the banjo take, connection. But it's because of the banjo connection. Yeah. And it's because like I just love the original band the banjo and banjo tui so much that mm-hmm. like when I was playing ukulele, I'm like, this is what I this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I actually played Impossible Layer before the original ukulele. So oh, I interesting. Played, yeah. So I played Impossible Layer. And then I played ukulele for the first time last year when it was on sale. I picked mm-hmm. it up and then I was like, I like this game more, even though I know it's not as well made as the impossible layer. Like, look it, at you. It just I just enjoyed this is it. You. More this is experience. just this is this is who you are, Kev. I and that's fine. Like people, I, my my podcast team can come at me and be like, you play you play bad games, but that's fine. Like, I'm OK. But the thing it. is, like, it's not even. I don't know. I think there's there's a purity to it all. And I appreciate like every syllable that you're saying, because there's like it's not even like you're getting free games or anything like this is just who you are. Mm-hmm. There's no there can never be a question about it. And and not that I really do believe that you can be provided games and it not actually sway you, at, at least in the especially in the long term, especially if you, you start to get used to it and it, it doesn't really impact you at all. You might be a little bit afraid in the beginning to say something mm-hmm. negative about a game you got for free. But after a while, you kind of realize like that that doesn't matter. You'd rather be truthful and honest about things. And so but there's none of that with you. Like you just it's not like you're, I don't know, compensating for anything. You just like it. And I think yeah, that that's I- that's awesome. I, I just don't know, like, people can like, I'm always just like, people can like whatever games they want. Like, I, I feel like there's a mentality where, oh, well, you like that game, there's something wrong with you. Or, like, I have to somehow prove that you're wrong for your yeah. opinion. And I'm yeah. just like, why? Why why can't we just all enjoy, like, you can like Elden Ring. Well, you're wrong able- about Mario. Like, we'll just like, be clear about that. It's fine. You're, you're That's wrong. fine. I yeah. can I can take that one on the okay. ch- on the chin. But uh, <laughs> but like people are over here like, oh, Elden Ring is clearly game of the year. And for me, I'm like, nobody saves the world is the best game oh I've played gosh, this year. Oh, my gosh. I got to get to it. Holy cow. Yeah. You're not like, the first person to say that, too. I think Garrett Bland is right with you. I think um, Joseph Moran up there with you as well. Yeah, it's just because I, I played it. I played it co-op. One of my free, one of the only weekends that like I wasn't with my girlfriend, I was, I asked my brother, I was like, do you want to play this co-op with me? Like you nice. like to drink, you like to drink boxes, guacamole games. I, I say you like to drink. No, <laughs> you like drink boxes, guacamole games. I never played them, but like this looks like up my alley yeah. and we smashed that whole game hundred percent in one weekend. Wow. Like 20, 24 hours our playtime came into and it was like over four days. And I'm what's your like, what's your caffeine intake? I gotta ask you this. Like this oh, zero, whole energy, zero, zero caffeine. Yeah, I only I only drink water from this three thousand milliliter water bottle. Is it actually three? That's a three liter. Yeah, it's three thousand milliliter, milliliters. Yeah, that's that's damn near a gallon of water you're drinking there. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, I I gotta have get that more on that for the day. Yeah, I have that for the day. I have a water bottle I bring to the gym, so like it's I get a little more than three thousand uh, milliliters a day, but. Um, I just caffeine. I don't, I tried it before when I was working overnights, like people were like, you're going to need caffeine. And then I would do, I would like get caffeine and nothing would happen. I'd be like, this is, this is pointless. This isn't, we're all faking it, Kev. We're all just like messing with you, man. 
I, it's a it's a scam. You're all mm-hmm. it's a placebo effect. No, I clearly think for some people it helps them like get up and get going in the no, morning. No, it's a dependency. Like let's be we'll be clear. I, oh, <laughs> Devin, dude, like yes, I I I feel like I might be an authority on this on this matter. Um, because I also like for for a while I would say a long time um was totally off it as well. Not totally because I still had it in diet mm-hmm. sodas and whatnot. Um, but yeah, at a certain point I kind of went like, well, I like it. I'm going to have it, but I, there is a, yeah, I think dependency is probably the best way to put it because you obviously can live without it. You and me and I have lived without it. So like now Mm -hmm. that I, I have my coffees back, I, I like it, but do I need it? I don't know. Like it, the whole reason I went off of it to begin with was because I was crashing so hard, both either in Mm -hmm. my, my energy levels or, or, or maybe at the exact same time, my mood was most thing was the thing that I, I noticed the most was as I was crashing, I was just grumpy, just not like I would feel like I wasn't myself. And that was something I just needed to get a, a handle on. That's 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 interesting. I, I wouldn't expect it to affect your mood like that. Like I can understand being tired, but um, just yeah, cranky. From- I think that I think they went hand in hand, honestly, like I think of my energy levels were low and then I would just get irritable or whatever. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. that had a lot to do with it. For for me, I have a I don't I don't know like I fully expect because like I don't I get like six six and a half hours of sleep a night and mm-hmm. I feel like that that works for me. I know yeah. everyone's like you need eight and I'm like well I I can't really sleep for eight like when I even when I don't have an alarm like on the weekends I don't sleep eight hours I just mm-hmm. wake up naturally yeah so like my body is clearly telling me like you don't need eight hours like get up and and let's get going so when my alarm goes off in the morning. I'm not one of those people that like have multiple alarms. I turn it off, hop out of bed and go like br- start brushing my teeth and getting ready. Like, you got a good rhythm, man. That's awesome. So it's just like I have to get up. I have to start doing things and I want to be productive. And then it's like mm. at night when people are like, oh, let's let's like wind down and go to bed. I'm like, but I could be I could be getting things done. Like we could be efficient right now. We are. We are aligned on that one, my friend. Yeah. Um, I would say as somebody who's like lived that path for a long time, just, just be mindful. Like it can definitely, mm-hmm. um, at least, and it's really just me maybe projecting a little bit, but that, that definitely led me down a path that was, um, not the best in the end. And so I've definitely mm-hmm. tried to find a little bit of balance and I'm def I'm finding, I'm finding the balance. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've ever really found it, but yeah, like looking at every moment as gotta be doing something was mm-hmm. great because I was getting a lot of stuff done and all these things. But eventually, like, I think it caught up with me. And I think it was even TPR and the Discord recently. Just like, just watch yourself, man. So I'm just kind of passing that along. Just, you know, be mindful. Like, you're yeah, you're a healthy guy. You're getting lots of stuff done. So just keep doing it. Trying, trying to to lose some some pounds right now with the, the whole pandemic. It just, like, gained weight. And it's like, at, I, I've lost weight before. So, like, at my heaviest, I was, like, 240. Um, I can't picture it. I was, yeah, I was 240 pounds, like high school and college. Yeah. Um, like I just got up there, which college will do that to you. You know, they give you like, oh, swipe this card and you get a free Buffalo chicken pizza whenever you want. Like, <laughs> oh my God. That sounds amazing. It's, yeah. It's good. It's going to do that to you. So like after, like after I got out of college, I was like, I'm going to start exercising. So I lost like 80 pounds i was i think Holy. my lowest my lowest i got to like 155 was that um, dangerous was that like too much i i don't think so. like i never felt like i felt good like yeah i i, I felt comfortable 
Um, and I, I wasn't like, I wasn't eating, like I was tracking my calories, making sure I got ever all the thing I needed to like getting blood work to make sure everything was healthy. Yeah. Um, but like since the pandemic started, I've gained, I don't know, like 20 pounds. Like I probably am like 175 now or like 180, which isn't that bad. Like most people are like, it's, it's really not like five ten, like one seventy. It's such a personal like, thing, but yeah, like, yeah would, it's I like kill for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like I, but I don't feel comfortable right now. That's it's all that like, matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if I, cause my girlfriend was like, you're, you're, you're fine. You don't need to, you don't need to go on a diet. You don't need to like do all this. And I'm like, you're not listening to me. Cause like, I'm telling I've you, like, I, I don't feel comfortable right now. Like I need to do this to try to get into mm-hmm. my, like feel good about like how I look and like just walking around being like more confident. So yeah, man, that, that, and that resonates with me big time because yeah, there was, there were moments like as, it, as things were kind of like starting to slip and I was, and it was, I was well aware as mm-hmm. like, you know, two pounds turns into five pounds turns into seven. You're just like, that doesn't feel good and I don't like it. And then you'd have people who were trying to say nice things to you. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And you're like, Hmm you don't you don't feel like what this feels like right now like mm-hmm. these clothes that i've had that just don't like i don't feel comfortable yep. and i don't want it so it, it actually becomes kind of destructive in that way or at least that was my experience yeah i try so like it's it's hard because like the thing that's i think kind of set me off was like we we had a, a group photo taken at work and i was like i do not like the way i look in the, mm-hmm. in that photo and then i like started looking back at like previous photos of like before the pandemic and i was like i looked so like i like the way i looked back then like let's try to let's try to get somewhere there and i'm like but it's it's like three years later like i'm 29 now like that is gonna be part of it yeah Yeah, as much as we want to like not you know account for that sort of thing but yeah like aging is a thing it's it sucks because i'm i feel like once i hit 28 my metabolism just disappears sounds about right yeah. And I'm just like, what, what happened? Like this didn't, this wasn't a thing. Like a year ago, if I was on the diet, I was on, like, I'd be shedding pounds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right now it's, it, it's, I don't even know because I, I had COVID. So like my whole, my whole month is my whole April was just thrown off, yep. like completely destroyed from COVID because I, I couldn't leave the house for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I couldn't exercise for like three weeks because even after I was cleared to leave the house, I was still having like lasting effects. Like exercise was just like hard to get back into. Big time. So it, it's really just like this week is kind of the first week in like a month where I'm like going hard, feeling good about like exercising. Good again. for you. Do you, does it make you feel any, like, does it help at all to know that everybody else is going through the exact same thing? Um, kind of like, so in psych, in psychology, we, we learn that like you, especially as teenagers, we think the entire world is focused on us. Yeah. And in rea- and I always try to keep this in mind, like tell other people when they're anxious or like worried what other people think was like the majority of the world does not care about you. They're mm-hmm. not looking at you. They're not judging you. Like they're just living their life and you just happen to be someone walking in there like totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I try to keep that in mind that like, okay, I view myself this way. Everyone else might not view me this way because like they don't, they're not treating me any different. They're not like saying different. They're not like, you know, those jeans are looking a little tighter on you. Like nobody is, is calling it out. It's, it's right. more of a, like a personal thing for, for me. So, but I don't know if it's so like, but does it like, I want to almost like reiterate the question again. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Does it, 
make you does it do you are you like it sounds like you're just being hard on yourself which i i can say because Probably. i'm hard on myself a lot i i think i i was saying somewhere in the last week when i was in vancouver last week i had three separate people totally separate conversations nothing was overlapping three separate people t- telling me that i was too hard on myself so it's mm. like this this is kind of just top of mind for me right now like yeah does it does it ease the being hard on yourself when you come to consider that Everybody, like so many of even the people in the Discord, our friends, like our family, we've had a bout with COVID that puts us on our ass for a stupid long period of time. Or the fact that we've just been like locked up for two years and gyms haven't been open. Like we've all been kind of going through this. Does it help to kind of like equalize things a little bit in your brain? Yes and no. It's nice to know. Yeah, it's nice to know I'm not alone, but yeah. also like it doesn't. I'm not them. So like when I look at them, I'm like, you look good. Like you don't need to, you don't need to lose weight. And then I'm like, I look at me and I'm like, we, we need to work on this. Yeah, so it's like, it's more. That's just, how I think too. Yeah. 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 It's, it, <laughs> it doesn't, re- it doesn't really like, it's great. Everyone's going through it, but I'm not everyone else. I'm me. Like I, I want to do, I want to, I want to lose the weight for me. And if everyone else is losing at the same time, great. We can all do it together. Can you separate your yourself, your own like inner thoughts from kind of like your background in education and training and things like that? Like, are you do you self-analyze yourself like that? Is that even possible to do? Um, sometimes, sometimes like um, it used to, it was probably a lot worse. Like when when I was in college, I had like a major um depression spell like I I was like I was going to therapy and that that helped a little bit like I was on medication and it was like it it was just something like okay I'm getting through I was was this when you were very overweight too is yeah I was correlated do you think um probably because it was like I went to college I had just um split from my like high school girlfriend as most college students do and then it's like and then you're stuck like not liking how you look but like you didn't really care because you had a partner like, mm-hmm. but now they're gone. So it's like, okay, now you have to look at now yourself. Now you got to get hot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, <laughs> now you got to look at yourself. So it, it was definitely like, it was a, it was a mixture of things, but like college was really not a, a good mental health time yeah. for me. And it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like my mental health got better once I lost all the weight. Like I still had mental health uh, things to deal with. And one thing that like, really got me into a mindset of like just do your best or like change your perspective it's like yoga I, yeah. I started doing yoga and i always recommend it to to everyone because it just it allows you to like take yourself out of the moment and just like think about things i and totally like agree maybe maybe life isn't nearly as bad as my brain is convincing me it is mm-hmm. um so like i wouldn't say i psychoanalyze myself i will say that like in in my 10, my 20 to 29 year old, I've learned like, this is, this is what made me sad. And I know how my brain reacts to things now. So I can like, kind of speak to myself and like, okay, I'm getting anxious. Like, well, why am I anxious? Like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's figure that out. And you know what, you don't really have a reason to be anxious right now, or you're going to get through it. Everything's temporary. Like just breathe, breathe a little. Everything is temporary is the man. I I say that to myself almost on a daily basis. This too shall pass. Like, I think that there's a lot of if you allow it to have meaning in your life, or Mm -hmm. at least I should say I always say you, but I really do mean like I'm kind of reflecting on myself here a little bit. Like when I allow those words to have like meaning for me, it's hugely helpful. 
if I if I if I say it with like a genuine authenticity and believing that that's the case, then suddenly I can I can breathe again. I can get through stuff, and then I get to prove that statement right. A week mm-hmm. goes by, and it's like, remember when I said I legit said that to myself? I wrote it down or I said it out loud. Like I was right, and that always feels good. Like you want to feel it yeah. to to be right, and and those self affirmations I think are important for sure. Yeah, I've tried to like express that to like other people in my my life and just be like, I think you're you're kind of letting your brain control like how and it's hard because your brain does control how you feel, but like you control your brain to a certain extent. And I understand like there are people with biological things that like cause them to to feel certain ways and like maybe medication is needed, but like you do have a certain amount of control over your brain. So like instead of wallowing in like sadness and constantly think it like find ways to like distract yourself or like what will what will help in a situation what will help you not be anxious public speaking like that's an easy one like that's one we always go like that's one of the most common things that people get nervous about is public speaking and i just one day woke up and i was like Everyone, everyone in the class is public speaking. Why am I like the sweating bullets over here? Yeah. They're not going to judge me more than they're going to judge anyone else in this room. Well, and I think like as you say, say this and I, I, I feel like we're sort of in maybe similar mental spaces given our, our journeys over the last couple of years, obviously totally independent of one another. But I can definitely remember a time when if you said what you just said, if you said that to me, maybe four or five years ago. um, Yeah. Yeah, probably about five years. Like Lincoln was about half a year old, and I was just like at my absolute worst place. And if somebody mm-hmm. just said like, "Just go distract yourself," I would have, I would have strangled you for I sure. Would, but- I would have grabbed a rock and smashed you across the face. Like I was just at that point. But it, but after, like mm-hmm. now that I've kind of, I've really been working on myself on the, on that front. Like started therapy in the January after things got really nasty, and have started building up my toolkit on that front. Now I do see that, yeah, like get up and go to the gym, do the things that you, your brain is telling you that you don't want to do. Like I, I understand now that that works, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to hear when you're in the middle of it. Like, and I think that's For the sure. thing I, I value so much about therapy is how do you break the cycle? Right. Cause it's just a circular thing that keeps you and nothing makes sense. All the rational thoughts, just like, Nope, I'm circling mm-hmm. around too much. I, I'm not even stopping to listen. It's just not, yep. not sinking in. For, for sure. And like, I'm not trying to if, if someone out there is listening is like struggling, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you're struggling, like you just need to go do something else. Yeah, go take a happy. walk. Like, yeah, go yeah, do like, some push ups. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, I am very much a proponent of like therapy is great. Like get therapy. It's very helpful. Um, It was okay for me. Like I didn't have the best. Uh, It helped. But like, yeah, I've help heard I've heard a lot of I those want. experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, But also don't go into therapy thinking this person's going to fix me. True. I've someone with, yeah, someone with a a psychology degree and I work in a uh, place right now with a lot of, you know, psychology professionals. Um, We often hear like, Oh, well you're here to fix me or you're here to tell me what to do. And like, that's, that's not what therapy is. Yeah. Therapy is, you learning how to fix yourself. Yep. Yeah, you got to be it's, an active participant in that. And that's why I liked my therapist so much. And I still I still see her. It's been probably far too long at this point. Um, but that was the message and expectations that were set on day one, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, was that's, how bad do you want to 
break this cycle mm-hmm. were questions that we had. And this is like, I, I was sitting there just like bawling my eyes out thinking Lincoln cannot grow up without a dad. Like that's yeah. where I was at was just like, that can't happen. So call me motivated in mm-hmm. that moment, dude. So like, sure. whatever you say, <laughs> I'll do it. You give me homework, I will read it. Like I was, I was in it. So I think, yeah, that matters when you, when you decide that you're going to try to do something to break the cycle, then you commit big time. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, I, I obviously didn't know you back then, but like, it's great that you had like, oh, my, my son is like the, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for, for him certainly. And I'm not trying to get like overly emotional and like, yeah, well, I had um, a couple things about it too. Like I had a friend take his own life and, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I remember from that, I remember then this was all part of that first meeting was like, he, I, it was described to me how it all happened and his mom actually found him. And yeah. the one of the lasting impacts that he had on my life was the, a warning. Don't do that to people. Mm-hmm. Don't ever like no matter how bad things are, like don't don't make somebody else like and it almost makes it sound like do it discreetly, like do it somewhere like don't, just don't do yeah. it is the yeah. message. But like he definitely like it was like this this crazy because I knew him. I know his mom very, very well. I know their house. I know where it all would have went down. So it was like this visual that like hit me and rocked me to my core where it's like don't i can't do that to somebody so Mm -hmm. between that and having lincoln like picturing him and and to the whole to bring it totally 360 to like back to where we started with all this like imagine i i would imagine what his life would be like if that if i did that to him yeah and how that would like how that would affect him would he have trust issues would he have like I don't know. I I can't even imagine the different like pathways he could have taken if something terrible like that happened. And then Ellie wouldn't exist. Like the butterfly effect is crazy. Yeah, for for sure. And I mean, as someone that did grow up with without their mom, not obviously suicide, but like it does make a difference having mm-hmm. having those two people. So like I I it's it's just it's great that it worked for you and and anyone out there like if you're struggling like i always just just people will help you like Big you time. can get, go get the help um and you know su- su- i mean suicide is such a like messed up like it's awful it's awful yeah um, there's yeah there's not much else we, about it like, no it, i mean my my high school we had um we've we've had three suicides wow like holy cow we had one when i was there and then two like my graduating class So like people i went to school with took their lives after like we graduated and it was always like you hear the stories of like who found them and like all this right and it's like i i just you think about like what if it's someone like what if i found someone like what if it's someone like i know like or like you were saying like what if someone found me like what would you would destroy them Mm -hmm. like forever irreversible yeah Yeah. i don't if i walked in and someone i loved was just like dead i'd be like i i don't know you can't even say it no it's 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 messed up like it's yeah it's uh it's certainly awful so um well and i think when when we went down the track i was i was kind of exploring a little bit the 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 downturn of your your mental health and kind of tying it to a couple things and you kind of went over um mm-hmm. with all the changes and i think just accounting for that sort of thing like and that it's real and i remember going through something very a similar set sort of exercise where it's like giving yourself a little bit of credit for going through some shit 
Because I think for the most part, we just go like, well, like it's life, but it's like, no. Mm-hmm. And it may be yes, but also no. Like it's, it's, it, it doesn't discount how impactful, how stressful a, a new like college can be and new living conditions. Like it's just un, uncharted territory, the relationship stuff, like it all matters. And I think that there's, there's, there's like this conflict in our brains that happens where we go, I'm trying to make this not a big deal, but holy shit, mm-hmm. this is crushing me kind of thing. And we can't reconcile those two. It's it's super. For, first of all, I think I think we all tend to be harder on ourselves than like we probably need to be. Yes. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. But it's it's interesting you say that because uh, I had a coworker um, who she would always say the phrase "someone else has it worse than yeah. me." Yep. And I would try to explain to her, I'm like, but that doesn't diminish what you're, you're going through. And this was, this was a human being. She got breast cancer three times. And she would say other people have it worse than her. The literally while she was going through chemo for the third one, she would still say this phrase. And I was like, you literally have breast cancer again. Like, I understand. Does like, she yeah. know that she's the person who we're talking about when we say things like that? Like somebody else has got it worse for me. Like we look to people like well, there's cancer patients out there. I, I try, I, I try to, I tried to explain it to her. She, she did unfortunately end up passing away, which oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh my gosh. What was, was certainly rough. Um, mm-hmm. day, the day after my 28th birthday. Holy. And she was like friend, like growing, like same age. Yeah. Well, no, she, she was my coworker. So, um, like, but I worked with her for five years. So like we, and it was just, yeah, my, my, my office was me, her and one other person. So like we were, we were, we talked eight hours a day basically. Um, so like that was rough, but like, I still just think of like, how can she possibly think someone has it worse than her? Like, right. She, she lost all her hair. Like she she completely looks like a different human being. Like from where I met her to where she was at the end, I'm like, I can't imagine how anyone, and you're still trying to like look on the positive. Mm -hmm. It's just like some people just have that innate ability to like empathize about other people more than themselves. And then other people are like, my life is the hardest so like the overall thing is like everyone has struggles and your struggle like even if even if on a scale of like someone's dying versus like oh i got dumped like yes there are like there is a a ranking of like which is more severe but like it doesn't diminish how you feel about yeah things. well said yeah man that's oh and you're right there is something that something i don't know something that happens and it often happens with cancer patients as well, where they're just like, where is this strength coming from? You I know, no like, I don't, it's just, it's just incredible. Um, so Mario is, does not suck, <laughs> Kevin, uh, um, just to bring it back to that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how we, how we, what we're supposed to do with this bit of information from you. Um, <laughs> but we, we went the distance tonight, man. We kind of, we kind of explored everything. I, I will ask the dangerous question. Is there anything else that's mm-hmm. been on your mind? Lately, before we get on out of here, is there anything else you wanted to like, oh, I hope I get to talk to Sean about this. Um, um, I mean, I will another two I, hours. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, like, uh, so you just rebranded. Yes. And we, we've, we've talked behind the scenes. So my, my podcast, we have something in, in the works. Um, oh, um, 
for for a little for a little rebrand i'm not gonna spill all the beans um i know <laughs> someone from from your community uh is 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 on board with us uh yeah. working and and we're trying to like yeah somebody's leaking information kev i, yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I have an oh, inside he, source he, he tells me he tells yeah. me he's leaking it yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he, no in fact he doesn't tell me he specifically at, he goes can i ask sean I this love it. and i go <laughs> Yes. Why would I care? Like, of course you it's could so ask. So funny. Him. I love it. Um, but like, how how are you feeling about the the rebrand? Like, you got any any tips? Any suggestions? Like, any like, you know, you've I'll, you've obviously been doing this way longer than me. Yeah, but I don't know if that's a, a, of to any real benefit other than just I get to say <laughs> I've been at this a long time. I think that might be the only thing there. Um, I don't. I'll get to tips. Maybe like how I feel about it is mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Like. I feel like I think I maybe just barely alluded to this maybe on a pants podcast a little while ago. Like I feel like this is the final form. I feel like mm -hmm. this this is um this is what what I will be doing until I'm done doing content. Um and I feel that to my bones. Um in a way that I hadn't felt basically the entire time where it, wherever I was, it always felt like it was it was building towards something else. And I don't know. I don't know how you describe or how you explain mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But it, there was just like this thing inside that went Yumi Capri was temporary, even when it was with Bobby. It always felt like that we would eventually decide on on something else. Um, when I was with We the Nerdy, it always felt like we would do something else. Um, so the journey has been kind of just evolving. And the rebrand, number one, it just that I, I love the name. I love that what yeah, it represents for sure. Um, but it also like solidifies the group at this point too. Like I've got a Cato, I've got a court and Ryan is still there. Like that is, I don't know how to describe that. Like, especially as um, with Bobby passing and that whole thing, like speaking of paths and parallel universes and stuff, there's a, there's a parallel universe where I don't do any of this stuff and Bobby passes and I get destroyed somehow mm -hmm. um but yeah like instead we did another year of yumi capri and this is oddly kind of full circle on it in terms of moving on if that makes like and it's not i don't even like using the word like moving on i will never be able to move on completely yeah. but it is representative of paying oh my, like paying respect but also like continuing on and not doing what bobby was doing uh, or mm -hmm. what me and Bobby were doing. So how I feel about it is awesome. It's it's yeah. it's creatively it feels like this is what we should be doing. Emotionally it feels very like celebratory of the past and uh and my friendships and everything that has happened along the way. It is rewarding and fulfilling because it seems to be resonating with people as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of thought and discussions that go into it and then you go, well, we've made our decision here we go. And not that I really expect anybody to like burn it down or, or people to not love it, but there's always a risk. Like people come to you with whatever you have and, and sometimes change, change is, change is risky. We I think that's, that's mm -hmm. a fair thing to say that for the most part, people don't love change. Um, but this is something that our community has been kind of adaptable to. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be the same thing for you guys, because maybe this is where the tips kind of come in. People are really there when you when you get out of your own being too critical on yourself, pe you come to realize that people are just there for you and they want to see you succeed and they get excited when you grow. Mm. So I think that whatever you guys got coming up, like 
you're going to experience that and just run with it, like lean into mm-hmm. it as best you can is maybe the best advice I can give you on that front. That's, that's actually helpful. Cause like we, you know, we have our meetings behind the scene and like trying to plan and like, you you have a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into like something like that. Like you gotta get like logos and, and all this, this other stuff going on. Um, and it's just one of those things where like, I, I, I'm glad we're, we're bringing in people that like I'm confident in because we've, we've had a few people like, like leave the show for for personal reasons which is fine like we're still friends and like none there's no hard feelings or, or anything like that um and like it's it's just one of those things where it's like okay this is we're getting the people like i think will be here for the long haul like what that'll shape what i'm hoping will will be built here yeah um but then also like every time we try to i try to like make we make a decision I second guess it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, is there something better out there though? Like I know. Yeah. Yeah. We all love this, but like, could it be better? Like, Mm -hmm. and at what point do I just like, (laughs) what, what point do I just like, okay, I have to like, everyone else is being, everyone else is saying, no, this is it. Like, this is, this is great. Um, but I'm over here like, "Mm, but what about if we just try a little more? Like, can I can I give feedback on that part in particular? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Because I you like we you and I are I think are built very similarly on this front, especially as people who are obviously kind of like spearheading um, the creative kind of team team effort and things like that. It, ha- it has to start from somewhere, um, but you do you do have to make a decision and kind of like live with it. But and that can be daunting to think, well, this has got to be forever. Mm-hmm. You can take away the forever part is my advice that I would give, and the way that. Um, we've been pretty clear about some of this stuff is um, every April 15th, we're going to do something. And you can give yourself uh, either a year, you can say, well, let's just try this for a year, or you can introduce something even as a pilot too. And that's where we've really let a lot of the community in on certain things, where it's like the Xbox, or sorry, the Nintendo Drive and the PlayStation Drive started out as a pilot. And if and if people mm-hmm. liked it, and if it, I can't remember what our, like, uh, threshold was for now is going to be a real thing. But um, yeah, like there's, there's certain things that you can test out and bring your community in. And they'll, I think they'll appreciate that, like transparency and helping you build towards permanence. I don't know exactly what that is. Like you might be talking about a logo. That's a little bit trickier to do as a logo, but even then you can do a logo refresh or rebrand or whatever in a year. Like don't be daunted by the permanence of forever and infinity around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just like, um, obviously logos are one thing but like it's it's all just like you know content and and everything everything i just i think i need to put trust in my team more than like feeling like if if it fails it's all on my shoulders like i kind of that's kind of how i feel sometimes mm. like if it if it fails it's all on me yeah even I though like that. we're we're a group yep i that totally resonates big time because everybody has a role to play you know, everybody has a, and depending on how your conversations are going, um, that can, it can weigh on you a lot, really. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess it depends, like the other advice and maybe the sense this grounds it a little bit is just like the, the, why are you doing it? And there's a variety of 
very credible and valid reasons to do certain things. Thank you. you did you literally just become a freaking three dollar patron? Like at I, like while we're wow, I, like you're wow, man. Like you're distracted with something here. I, uh, <laughs> I I was I was gonna let you finish your statement and then say, <laughs> Sean, you, one last thing. <laughs> Check your email. I, it just popped up here because I've got my um my phone is set to. I've got to be watching Ellie in her room mm. here. So. Um, it, man, it ruined. It ruined. I had the whole setup, man. I had the whole setup. Do you want me to cut this out? And I okay, so no, no, no. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this out, and we'll. <laughs> I'm, I'm not editing a damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's have. Okay, let's play this out. Um, people can forget. Yeah, yeah. Strike the rec- the record. The last thirty seconds. Yeah, you were you were giving me advice about trusting my team and and yeah everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, nothing nothing has to be permanent. Um, oh, the why? Why are you? Yeah. Why are you doing it? Like for me, and and I, I almost sound like a, I don't know what I sound like. Maybe maybe inauthentic, but this exact opposite of what I'm trying to do. Um, for me, everything centers around community and friendship, mm-hmm. and almost in a response to trauma because Bobby is gone and he's not coming back. And some of my most celebrated times with a friend is from creating content, and I realized how central to like my identity all this stuff is and the best thing that i can do moving forward is to make that the core of the content everything else is bonus patreon is a bonus the whatever like everything else is totally extra and the funny thing is when i center around community everything else actually succeeds so it's like it's kind of reverse of whatever, like it's like starting with happiness and then success will happen afterwards. People think, and I talked to N64 Josh about this a little while ago, they have it in reverse. They'll think I've got to be successful first and then I will be happy. Mm-hmm. It can, It is possible to do it in the reverse way. So that's some comments that I would throw your way. That's no, that's, that's super helpful actually. Um, even if, even if you, you know, don't, think it is um but i i, I genuinely think that it's almost is, like a mission statement advice honestly yeah, yeah 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 like what are we what are we doing and i think we we've talked about that and like i know why why i make content it's like i i enjoy it but also like i want to i want to engage with other people i want to like have these conversations I, I like part of the reason i love doing this and like the last year and a half i think has been awesome even if like we haven't blown up like we're doing better than I ever expected. But like, just the just the fact of like getting to to meet everyone and like Mm -hmm. be on shows and talk to people and then like become friends with them. It's like, like, it's it's more than I ever thought would happen. So like the fact that you have are you acknowledging that and have uh, gratitude that naturally comes from that means that you have a why that is deeper than number of views number of likes dollars in the door, whatever happens to be like, I think it's you you are a very self reflective person as am I like, lean on those kind of like start to acknowledge what what are what's giving you what's pumping your tires and when does it happen that mm-hmm. that starts to center around and it gives you some some pillars of how you move forward and how you make your decisions and is something like freaking you out on whether or not you're going to make a decision that's permanent about it like it all kind of comes back to your to your why if that makes sense mm-hmm. absolutely that's as preachy as i'll get so no, that that was that was great. Um, I'm I'm glad we got to to chat about that. And and Sean, one last thing, uh, yeah. check your email. Oh damn. Okay. Like right now, is it rude for me yeah, to like yeah, look yeah. at my no, phone? No, no, like, no, well. no. Just just look. I was I was distracted a few minutes ago. Oh my gosh, a new three dollar patron. Meet the Muffin Mon with a one instead oh of an I God. and an O instead of the the A. Oh my dude, thank you. 
Now you have access to exclusive content like the weekly, um, the weekly AMA, the Patreon Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast. Uh, you mm-hmm. get the console wars every single month of like turning your patron into a damn ad for my Patreon. <laughs> um, That's right. I just I just want to hear you uh, show Joe up every month. That's really what it is. Yeah, I get to hang out with Sweet Hangs with Donnie every single month. We're gonna do the geek outs pretty soon here, dude. Like, there's actually. It's actually quite a ton at that $3 level. So thanks very and, much, and, dude. Uh, how, how close are we to that uh, that show now? The, oh, the dude, pilot. we are actually close. Holy crap. We're, we are, oh, when I load up the app, it gives me Canadian dollars. So I don't even, I have no idea. We're getting there, man. 85, it says. Oh, I think my God. 15, is it 700? It's 700. We're 15 bucks away. 15. All right, we need five of you to subscribe at the $3 tier or, you know, one of you to subscribe at a higher tier. It doesn't really matter, what do I we guess. Have? But... I feel like that we were there before. We must have lost somebody as we get cold, totally... Oh, we did lose somebody. You, you just... Uh, literally, same day, you you offset somebody who who swapped out. So you've, you've, you've got us back level. So I appreciate you, man. That's just that's, that's the that's just the way for. it goes. That's just the way it goes. That's what I'm here for. Looking forward to all the uh, exclusive content and and the backlog I get to to listen to now. I can't wait. To There's a lot. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And 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 you can, man. I never talk about this. People can go back to the beginning of time. Once you become a three dollar patron, um, you can go back forever. And there are episodes of you, me, and Capri with Bobby, and so you can hear us talking about all sorts of things, including our health, uh, which I think is very um it's something it's something to look back on we we would actually talk about our own mortality in some at sometimes which was um yeah mm-hmm. yeah given what happened so i encourage you if you don't know if you don't know bobby if you don't know who the hell i'm talking about like there's some pretty pretty awesome conversations in the in the backlog there my friend yeah, I love uh, the only other Patreon I subscribe to. I went back and listened to all their years worth of content that Damn. interests me. So uh, this is what it's what I do at work. I listen to, to podcasts while I while I work. And now I get to uh, I'm going to have Sean Capri's voice burned into my brain all the time. Yeah, I'm in this chair far too often. It was it was I was listening to the previous We the Gamer cast. Um, but like when I was waiting for the Nintendo drive to go live mm-hmm. and you were speaking so when you actually went live i almost did like because you were already in my ear and then i was like wait that's too he's many like, he's like you're making yeah there's like two shots too now. many shots yeah that's 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 enough for anybody to just lose their mind um kevin i've had an awesome time. it's late for you man it's getting there um mm-hmm. i've had an awesome time chatting with you we did all the things do you want to let everybody know you've alluded to your your show? Where can you point people in the direction to find all your awesome content, my friend? Yeah, thanks thanks for having me on again, Sean. I love sitting down, just chatting with you Same here. Um, on my show, your show, wherever. Um, but you can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one and seven I and O and seven A. You can find my podcast Project X Talk and Xbox Podcast. Um, that's on YouTube at Project X Talk. We are nearing 400 subscribers. I think we're 15 away. So if you want to go over and, and drop us a sub, if you do it before next Thursday, the 19th, you can win a copy of Trek to Yomi that I'm giving away. Nice. So, uh, you can do that. You can also find us on all audio platforms, Project X Talk and Xbox podcast. Um, would love ratings, reviews. Uh, I think we just hit 25 reviews on Apple. So uh 
you can win a Trek to Yomi if you review us too, if you'd rather do an audio. So I'm trying to give you free games, trying to, to build a community. And, and we have lots of fun on the podcast. Sean was on last week. He knows uh, we, we interact with the chat during our live show. And then we got some exciting stuff coming, I think, uh, in the future. So come hang out with us. Nice, man. Well, congratulations on everything so far. I know you guys are going to crush it with everything that's coming up. And yeah, be sure. I know my inside source will keep me in the loop as well. But yeah, anytime <laughs> you guys need anything, you guys just let me know, man. Absolutely. I'm sitting here racking my brain. Because I told you guys I was going to apologize about something at the end of the show, and then I forgot <laughs> what the heck it was. What the heck was it going to be? This is why, like, I have so much paper around here, you guys. You don't even know. Like, I've got notebooks. I've got iPads with pens and everything. Like, I got to write something down before it just, like, it's gone forever. Does this happen to anybody else? Is this just me? My brain sometimes, you guys. How do I get anything done? This is why I was talking to Court Lalonde about something. We're, we're planning some things out, and... Uh, I, I've, I've realized something about myself that when when an, an idea kind of like locks in my head, I'm like on it, dude. Like I better get that like taken care of. I think for two reasons. Number one, I'll just forget and then it's lost forever. But also number two, like why not? Just like then you can move on to the next thing. There's too much stuff to do. I don't like to I don't like to hang on things for too long. If you like the show, by the way, you can support us at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. I would love it if you went over to the YouTube channel and let us know what you thought of the show. We haven't had an Apple podcast review in kind of forever. Actually, you know who was the last person to do it, at least in the U.S., was was our guest today, Kevin Ainsworth. So thank you, Mr. Muffin Mon. Do you know the Muffin Man? Is it is it a Shrek reference? Not my buttons. You guys know that one? Anybody? Uh, TPR, do you know that one? You know, Shrek. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm feeling like an old man. These 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 youths around here. It's so awesome. Speaking of youths, not really. The uh, the clip here at the end of the show. You guys know how we, we end it. Every every episode of We The Gamer Cast ends with a clip of my good friend, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. And uh, this clip comes from an episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Really right from the start. So we're going to get into... Uh, some weird stuff. We're going to talk about Canada and U.S. relations. This was me right before I went to E3 in 2019, so I was getting a little bit excited about that. But I wanted to select this clip, and there's many others like it, because I mentioned at the start of the show, Ryan Turford and I were going to be doing the Geek Outs, which is our new Patreon-exclusive show available to everybody at $3 and up along with everything else. Uh, we're going to do our Scott Pilgrim Spoiler cast, I guess, is what we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but it's called Geek Outs in celebration of Bobby. He had he was he was the master of the Geek Outs, and every time we started a show of If We Ran Nintendo, we did our shout outs. And I desperately wanted to do Geek Outs, so I shouted out Geek Outs anyways. You're gonna hear about that and a bunch of other weird stuff on this episode of If We Ran Nintendo. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you all next week. Okay, bye 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 bye. If we ran Nintendo. What is up, everybody? And welcome to episode 154 of If We Ran Nintendo. I am Bobby, the Nintendo guru, joined by the greatest co-host in all the land, Mr. Sean Capra. Bobby, it's a fr the Friday, twas the night before E3, before Sean flies on a jet plane and he goes to Los Angeles. I'm coming into your country. I'm, I'm climbing up over the wall tomorrow, Bobby. So just That's amazing. You just better be ready for the Capri penetration. <laughs> Oh God! Into the Please into stop. the America. Please I've stop. heard about. I heard how your president talks. 
he does. He doesn't have any problem. Well, he's only got a problem with your prime minister, but I don't think he he minds Canada. I think he admires him though. I think he thinks he's got a nice style to him at least. Yeah. He might not agree with his policies, but whatever, man. Who does? He probably likes the white the, the fact that he's single. That's true. No, he's not single. What do you mean he's not? Oh, he's, he's not married, man. is he? Yeah, he's a family man. He's got beautiful is family. He? Of course, I he thought is. He wasn't, why did I think he wasn't married? Because because he's a model and he, or he was a model before. Yeah, and I could care less about Canada. Who cares? Yeah. Well, you're the only enough. thing I care about. Canada. I'm wearing I'm wearing a whole bunch of I got a Giants football sweater on. And I've got a San Francisco Giants hat on. Bobby, what do you think about nice. that? You don't match. And but might I add. There's a lot of Canadians I like too, like Mark Carabin, Joel yeah, Brooks, good. Tony Baker. Rival. I need to specify that because I don't want it to be like, um, you know, I'm racist. To just Did you hear it. when I forgot about all the Canadians <laughs> from the patron? I was like, Mark Carabin knows what I'm talking about here. I'm like, is there any other Canadians? And then like after I finished recording, I was like, freaking Joel Brooks, freaking Ribo, like all yeah. these people. Like there's so many. People. Yeah, there's so good many. Lord. Yeah, I'm a dumb dumb. I apologize though on the Discord Whatever. and on the post. Yeah, you don't care. I don't care. Sean, let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with our geek out. Shout geek out to Bobby. I've got all my. I got new shoes for E3. I got blue shoes. You want to see? Look, I haven't even like got the tags off yet. The cool little blue shoes. I have to get like LA LA wear. It's gonna be hot, Bobby. It's gonna be like twenty eight degrees Celsius. You, should, you shouldn't buy new shoes for all the walking you're gonna do. They're nice shoes though. They're comfy. 